Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with a Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Oh, Andy Country Turner. Hello. And uh, another regular co-host, Mr. It's Mr. Ben Errington. How the devil are you guys doing? If you're looking on YouTube, I can see you've, we've all chosen some spectacular backgrounds today. Uh, Andy's got a, a lovely female. <coughs> uh, a female? Um, Ben's got an electric man. We got electric man. He's the undertaker. He used to like doing that, getting the electric. Yeah, that's good. And what have you got? Captain Scarlet. Captain Scarlet. <laughs> Being, he's got like a, um, one of those Twizzlers coming out of his mouth. Not a turkey oh, Twizzler, Twizzlers. but the red yeah. ones. I got some Twizzlers right here. Not an arm's reach, though, unfortunately. Lovely strawberry laces that he's having there. Yeah. And Patrick Stewart. I wonder how Patrick Stewart was sold his role and how his role was going to be in today's movie um, because I'd like to know what they said to him because <laughs> he's kind of got one of two things to do maybe he was busy um, and he goes I'm sorry lads I'd love to be in this film really love your work Mr. Hooper but I'm really busy right now haven't got time to learn lines do you know how to shout Patrick I do Oh, yeah, I love a good shape. It's great. Do you know how to kiss a leading man? Well, I do, yeah. Do you know how to have strawberry laces pulled out of your jugular? I mean, it's definitely not him, isn't it? It's a, a lovely... They, I mean, he would have had to go through that process where he make a, a model of his head, you know, when you can only breathe through your nose. Yeah. So, you know, that could be... That's like a taste work. Cast. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's bald now. Oh. He had full head of hair when they put that cast on. Um, to me. Ripped it off in one go. What were they making a cast of you for? Fun. Fun. Madam Two Swords. Madam Two Swords. Madam Three Swords. <laughs> Isn't every now and again I think about this? Isn't like Madam Two Swords or a wax rip museum as a concept mad? Like it's mad we all now. Just... I think back in the day, like the 30s. Yeah. 1930s. Whoa. What... Yeah. What is this? 
this looks exactly it's like when you look at playstation one graphics now back in the day you were like this is lifelike that tyrannosaurus when demo when demo one came out that tyrannosaurus might as well have been there in the room exactly yeah <laughs> i know what you mean but it is just mad like it's strange isn't it like you can't see these celebrities in real life we're going to make a wax rip model of them they'll look exactly the same or possibly not and you yeah. can have your photo taken with them. Like it's, it's like going for a Sunday dinner with your family, and your mum served you like wax fruit and and like wax <laughs> food, and like it looks the same. Relax. What are you complaining about? But that's the one thing they never been able to handle. Get it down, get it, get some of that, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the problem I... I've always had with Madame with Madame Two Swords. They just don't taste like the actual celebrities when you get in there. A bit like the oh, Sunday yeah. dinner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> never got the flip. Never got the flavour right. Never got the yeah. flavour of David Beckham quite right. You know, <laughs> I thought he'd be a little less sweaty. It'd be also, a bit more spicy. Is Madame Tussauds like ridiculously overpriced as well? I mean, it, standard tickets here it looks at like about twenty pounds. Like, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Twenty. Pounds is Madame Tussauds still alive, or is she but, just uh, a wax model of a person? I don't even know who Madame Tussauds is. Is she the House of Wax? She's in the, the House of Wax, yeah. You walk into Madame Tussauds, the whole building's made of wax. Uh, you pay with wax, wax money. Coins. I don't know. Wax, yeah. <laughs> wax coins. Just little slices yeah. of candle. Just chop it off. People like trying wax... to look at stuff and just sliding through. It's very slippy in here. <laughs> just so it got really quick. they want you in and out so they can get new customers in <laughs> well, I want to look at I want to look at David Beckham <laughs> but if, you, if you linger too long that's when you can see that they're not they don't look anything like the actual uh, people need to get you fly, straight past like look guy. was that David Beckham I think it was Tony Blair I'm not too sure <laughs> go on could have been either <laughs> on has a waxwork museum ever burnt down I know not obviously how I don't think they can burn I think the wax melts melts away yeah you are, yeah, but as, as a place, are, yeah. as a, <laughs> I have seen the film. I was thinking that. Did you? This is a random segue, but um, in Western Supermare, which is like a seaside town near yeah. near me, uh, the the um, pier burnt down like probably about ten years ago now, and everything in there burnt down. And I used to always think that like, so there's a ghost train on there, which I used to love going on. And they also had all the arcade machines like House of the Dead and all that stuff. And I was just thinking, some there's someone out there who was like the last ever person to go on the ghost train before it horrifically burnt down. Or the last playing, person, with, ma- playing with matches, they were the last the last person to complete oh, House yeah. of the Dead free with the shotgun <laughs> before it completely burnt down. And that's just mad. Isn't there like a, an exact similarly similar looking burnt pier in uh, the other one, Brighton. Is it Brighton? Oh, is it? Yeah, and it's still and it's a bit further on, isn't it? Like they've gone, that one's burnt. We'll just leave that one yeah. to it, and then we'll go make a new one. Yeah. yeah there's, only one, there's only one. Like, there's only one. There's only one. move it around the country. The burnt pier. <laughs> the burnt pier. Did you know this pier burnt down? Oh god. Yeah, I remember that was it. Kicked right off in the southwest when the uh, the western pier, the grand pier, burnt down. Everyone was devastated. Still a bit Absolutely. upset to these to this day. Right, rightly so. <laughs> <laughs> I had this exact conversation with some friends recently as well, and I think, yeah, I should just get over it by now. But you know, <laughs> the grieving takes its time. Then there's no right yeah. or wrong. Over ten, over ten years, it feels like yesterday. <laughs> 
still still fresh. So aside from morning peers, um, what else has been peer. going on? Yeah. <laughs> any should I should I ask you for the horror news this week, Ben, instead of you having to ask yourself? Yeah, go ahead. Um, okay. Ben, is there any <laughs> horror news this week? You know what? It's one of those it's one of those weeks where the horror news seems a bit thin on the ground, but you know, we've done what we can. But uh Filming is wrapped on the Toxic Avenger remake. Uh, oh. I've kind of seen a few little bits about this online recently. So this this cast has got like Elijah Wood, Kevin Bacon, Peter Dinklage, uh, Jacob Tremblay, who's like obviously the kid in every horror movie these days. Um, and it's also being directed by... Oh, is it being directed by? I recognise the dude. He's from that movie Blue Ruin. Mason Blair. Mason Blair, yeah. So... The movie Blue Ruin's good. I don't think I've ever seen anything he's directed. Um, but yeah. He's in Green Street as well. Oh, okay. Um, I think oh. he's in a couple of those movies. Maybe that's yeah. why he's got Elijah Wood on board. His old mate Elijah Wood from Green but Street. Yeah, Green Street Elite. should be interesting. Not Green Street, sorry. Green Room. <laughs> I was like, that's Anton Yelkin, not, not Elijah Wood. I was like, what uh, are you They look about? kind of similar, I guess. It's not in Green Street. <laughs> You could we could have walked away from that and you go in green house. He's one of them green ones. He's in one of them green ones. There's a greenhouse on Green Street, and there's a green room in there, and there's a green corner. And he's he's in the he's in the first one of that series, Green Room. That is the prequel to Green Street. (laughs) Yeah. Um yeah. All right, brilliant. I'm looking forward to it. I saw a picture from the rap thing with old, I guess it's the original Toxic Avenger and Lloyd Kaufman. We, do we know what early? he looks like? Do we know what Toxie looks like? Don't no, I don't think I've seen, seen him. I've only seen no. the guy in the costume that... Oh, is it, do you reckon it's the same man we met at Starburst? The one that goes around with Lloyd Kaufman dressed in, <laughs> dressed in the outfit? Oh, he's not dressed in an outfit. Just him. Just him. He's, a, the to- he's been at the toxic waste. Yeah. They fall, it falls into a mop bucket or something, right? Is that into what? like a big vat of... A bit like, a bit like the man in Robocop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Robocop. Was yeah. On... I didn't watch. I didn't watch it. I just saw a bit of it. Robocop Two was randomly on TV the other day, and I completely forgot about that horrible big man with the screen face. Oh, N two nine. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. That was like that's burned into my subconscious. I probably haven't thought about that for over yeah. twenty years. I've got memories of when they take his brain out. I seem to remember them like eyes. Yeah, yeah. School. It was definitely a... helping him. But yeah, it was terrifying, and it was, and it, and it was, um, uh, what animation? Sorry, what am I thinking of? It's like stop motion. Stop it's frame. Like, yeah, it's like, like stop Ray Harryhausen stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and there's something, there's something terrifying about that. And it's anyway, a horrible kid in it. That's my main memory of Robocop. Too. Yeah, kids <laughs> like a bad boy. A bad boy. He's like the main one of the main. Well, not the main bad guy, but one of the main sort of evil characters. I'd put it to you that a little kid, a little kid, could never run a mafia operation. Like they have to go to the toilet too often. Always needing a wee little kiss. That's the reason. That's the reason. All the reasons. Have to go to bed too early. I mean, old people have kind of got exactly the same problems. So you could say that there's only a... You can only you sort of run a, to, run a mafia be... organisation from about like 19 up to what? 60s. Yeah. That's a good, that's a, that's a good innings. Oh, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, I couldn't put that into what I've been watching because it was kind of like on in the background when I was doing something else. Um, so there we go. Yeah. What else? I saw a bit of horror news as well, which I thought I'd 
read out just especially for you, Andy. Well, go on. So, uh, Jack, Jack Frost and Jack Frost 2, Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman, are getting new Blu-ray releases. They're being <gasps> really? released in December, of course. Um, and there's loads of special features. Like, literally, there's a massive list of features. I'm still scrolling. Uh, so, yeah. If you oh, want to watch either. So, it's coming. So, it's MVD Rewind Collection. So hopefully that'll be available. Hopefully that'll be available in the UK. I'm not really sure what that is, but if you want to, if you want some, oh, it's restored in 2K, which is (laughs) which is lovely. My goodness, gonna get all over, gonna get all over that. I think. I mean, we did Jack Frost as part of an episode of a Christmas horror movies, right? Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's like top ten Christmas horror movies. Yeah, maybe we'll do. Um, Sequel. Maybe we'll do a bonus episode on on Jack Frost two or something this this Christmas. Sometimes when I tweet about Jack Frost, the director, I think he wrote it as well, Michael Cooney. He sometimes likes it and oh, nice. uh, gives that a retweet. So maybe if you're listening, Michael, come have a chat to us about Jack Frost two for this Christmas time, this holiday season. What a oh, time that would be. What a what a fantastic time that would be! If you could hang like... out and talk horror with Michael himself, <laughs> I love Jack. Jack Frost is one of my every Christmas sit and watch Jack Frost. It would be nice it to watch it good. again. I, I don't think I watched it since we did that episode, so it would be good to go back to it. What famous actress is in it again? Um, Denise Shannon, Richards. No, no Sh- Shannon Elizabeth. Yeah, Shannon yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, that's that's it. right. That's right. Very nice. Um, what else did I see? If you're a fan of John Carpenter's music as well as his um, direction, he's just he's sort of announced the soundtrack uh, for Halloween Kills, and there's a track you can listen to now um, called "Unkillable," which might be about Michael Myers, could be about anyone, I suppose, in the film Halloween Kills, but probably the titular. Man. I don't know. Michael Myers might Michael sit Myers. down. Bearing in mind he's been in prison all this time, maybe he sits down to watch the film Unbreakable. And that that plays over it. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I wonder if he's ever seen a film, Michael Myers, like in prison. Have they, did they like wheel the wheel the, the TV nights. in like they did in school sometimes? Film nights, yeah. I bet he's been forced to watch some absolutely mad shit over his time. He's seen time. Frozen so many times. <laughs> <laughs> he's had enough. Right, when I get out of here. Maybe that's how that scientist. Maybe that's how that doctor could have got him to talk if he'd have just like built up to the chorus. Let the storm rage on, and then pause, uh, and Michael uh, would have been in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never bothered me anyway. Oh, never bothered me anyway. <laughs> and as soon as he's spoken, he's cured. He goes, oh, I've had that bottled up for so long. I've had that bottled up for bloody years. Uh, literally, the only other thing I saw was that um, Amazon's Welcome to Blumhouse is back in October. So they did like some original horror movies, didn't they? And I don't think I got around to watching any of them. Was that last year? Possibly. Weird, like four movies dropped. And yeah, I don't think yeah. they got much fanfare at all. I don't think they got much fanfare. I don't think they got very well re- received. But there are... I'll just read out the titles and make of them what you what you want. So one's called right. Bing- Bingo Hell. Okay, on board. Like, okay, it's like bingo hall, but imagine a bingo hall. Did yes, bingo halls in, in hell. The in the way that we yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, another one Let's called check. Black as Night. Okay. Pretty standard. Uh, type. That could be anything. My, yeah, I think it's something to do with vampires. This one. I think it's the Batman movie. Yeah. 
it's the, it's the new ba- movie. It's just the new <laughs> uh, Madres, which means mothers, right? Murders in a Glaswegian accent. Mothers. I was trying to. I was trying to be Spanish. <laughs> I was trying to be Mexican. Mexican. <laughs> Murders. There's been a murder. That's terrible. I'm sorry to everybody. Um, and another one called The Manor. The Manor. About a supernatural force killing residents in a historic nursing home. The Manor. But yeah, all right. these all sound like they could be splendid or could be pretty generic. I mean, it's mm. difficult. But Bingo Can Hell you... actually sounds quite interesting. Yeah, Can Bingo Hell me... is my top pick from, yeah. from Title Alone. <laughs> yeah, from Title Alone, yeah. Can you give me any of the titles of the other ones that came out? Blackest... Oh, you mean before? Yeah. <laughs> Not like... from just a second ago. <laughs> Can Not you just even a second ago. I just told you? Pop quiz. <laughs> were, were you guys even Murder? listening? Okay. <laughs> Something about murder. No, I don't know. Um, there was one... No. So this was last was, year. This feels like I can't believe it's been twelve months, pretty oh, much. Since, well, not, not exactly. Give yourself a hard time for not remembering something that happened in the last twelve months. The limbo. <laughs> What's wrong with me? The yeah, singularity the, that we all live in. I don't think I watched any of them, but the lie, black box, evil eye, nocturne. Box, yeah, that rings a bell. Yeah, it's a shame, really, because it's an interesting sort of concept. Four movies in one month, all from Blumhouse as well, which obviously. Usually does all right, but you yeah. know, like Netflix kind of nailed it the Fear Street thing. Uh, because yeah, yeah. these films, I don't know, there isn't that kind of catchiness. I don't know what I can't even picture what these are going to look like. Whereas Fear Street it has that kind of R.L. Stein, yeah, yeah, Fear Street, they really nailed it. And you know, if there's one thing Netflix do very well, it's market things, right? And they're very good at like tuning into the, yeah. I guess the, the popular culture and making things hit just so, because technically, with the Netflix model, things just appearing, you could have you could lose the sense that you get with a cinema release that everyone watched at that time because once it's out there, it's especially a Netflix original. It's not going to go; it's there forever, pretty well, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. those those Fear Streets, I think people really rode the wave with them and got into them and just kind of everyone was watching it pretty much on the week right it was really mm-hmm. yeah they were kind of going through week to week maybe they actually were sensible because naturally you think horror thing release it around halloween that maybe they just got it out yeah. of the way of some other stuff and just brought it out when they did and it was kind of in a bit of a void right yeah mm. Because, I mean, like, what was at the cinema at the time? Black Widow had maybe just come out, but it was in a weird situation where cinemas were just opening again. Uh-huh. Just opening again, and some people don't really want to go. Yeah, it's... They, they landed it perfectly. They've just delayed Venom to, like, October the 15th, which I think is the same day as Halloween Kills comes out. So I wonder when they did that. Which one will you be off to well, see first, Ben? I, I suppose know you, it's I not. I know your thoughts like, on Venom. I mean, definitely Halloween Kills, but uh, <laughs> but um, I will probably watch Venom. When Venom's, is there? I probably will watch that. The Candyman out is it? So Candyman, Candyman it, September. It's out. End, end yeah, of this the month? end of end of this month. Yeah, so I think it's August That's the twenty seventh. So quite excited yeah. about that. Are we going to do that for a for an episode next got month? To. Got to definitely. I reckon for, first episode of September. Yeah, I've been on, waiting for that film it. for so long. I feel like we started talking about that film coming out 
in episode one. <laughs> Welcome to the horror hangout. <laughs> Has Candyman coming out yet? A new one? Looking forward to it. And here we are. <laughs> Still looking forward to it now. Yeah. Uh, there we go. That's pretty much it for horror news. Anybody watch anything nice? Uh, well, Andy, I need to know, have you seen the Suicide Squad yet? I still still not. No, what with I was at a wedding last weekend, so no time to go to the Blooming Cinema. It's off wishing people well. Um but, <laughs> just nipped out during the, the vows. Yeah. Just gonna pop to the toilet. Sorry, I just gotta go out for maybe three hours. Is that gonna <laughs> be okay, guys? Yeah, I might try and make it this weekend, depending on what the weather is like. It's sunny, Man in a suit in the back row, covered in popcorn. Uh, so you didn't see uh, that but did you see anything else Andy no just the just the just the film of a week and a wedding and I will say nothing horrible about that wedding it was very nice congratulations B plus all involved yeah Uh, no I'm going to go A minus good wedding (laughs) I like A minus I do like it how you still didn't go for A plus the old derbs were a little bit uh, wedding itself was good but it was a long way Volavants were too tiny I see what he's doing it was a big big drive you wouldn't say A minus if you didn't have a reason backed up and for that I respect you Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and the groom has two middle names I think that was an indulgence that I could have done without Uh, okay I see what you mean not, not like having a double-barreled sec- surname. I mean, oh, who can't, would can't, even can't can't control that? That's that's what's happened. But you know, I think when you're 18, if you grow up with two middle names, you just have to pick the one you like the most. Yeah, yeah. Cancel yeah. the other one. Imagine how uh, people feel who don't have a middle name at all because they exist in the world. There are some yeah. people that you got two. I've definitely oh. forgotten my middle name once or twice. I've gone, wait, is it or is it? Maybe that's interesting. It's... I think just because I literally never, ever usually mention it. I currently forget mine because it's my dad's name, his first name. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I visit my dad's. <laughs> Luke, my dad's come door. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's. It's my dad's, which is a, a unique name, but still suits you. Uh, um, and so, and you've seen anything, Luke? Anything this week? Well, yes. I went to a friend's house. We had a film nights and we watched Godzilla vs. Kong. I've already talked about that film I think three times because I've watched it so much. And the charm is is starting to wear off a little bit. I will say. But it's good. It's still good. It's just not as good as the first time you watched it. Then maybe even not as good as the first three times you watch it. (laughs) Um, I also watched Prometheus. I don't know why. I was in an alien mood Uh and it's on Disney Plus. So I stuck it on without even thinking about it. Um, and Prometheus is okay. I think I really like the tone in the world and the atmosphere. Um, I just feel like some of the, I don't know, it's similar issues to what I think uh, are with this, today's film. It, it's like that maybe the plot is, a little, it's, there's too much plot, I think. Like it yeah. just needs less plot. I've not seen um, Prometheus in a number of years now, but my feeling coming away from it was always again a little bit of restraint there were some things that are perfectly good ideas for another film just save it yeah like yeah. but you you've put it in and it's kind of it's kind of jarring the main thing that springs to mind for me on prometheus is that scene that would be good for the thing where the guy 
the guy becomes a zombie and bends himself round backwards and tries that, to get them. That seemed like something just thrown in because there's a lot of guys standing around doing nothing and it needed yeah. to be killed or something needed to happen. Yeah, and it's a good um, it's a good bit, it's perfectly good, but it's just not from that film. Yeah, and he starts like um like power jumping and like, ju- yeah. like leaping around and stuff. He's like charged jump. Yeah. I, I I do like Prometheus and I like the music and I like the vibe and I like the whole setup. I think it's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. But once it starts to, you know, reveal certain things and as an origin movie for the xenomorph it's unbelievably convoluted to a degree where you're like shut up <laughs> and just yeah now shush that's I just mean, silly i like the idea that they kind of created the engineers created us and then they wanted to kill us because they changed their mind or something but i mean i'm still even now i've seen it like a few times i'm still not entirely sure what the black goo is no. Like they should, but it should have been they wanted to kill us with xenomorphs. The the it, the it, the origin is it doesn't really have an origin, you know. The xenomorphs exist because obviously the um, space jockeys, whatever they're called, got them from another planet. Nice, yeah. well, easy, that's yeah. fine. But then they don't because in this, then there's an alien queen on the wall, which is a lovely bit of set design. But then the alien we see at the end is a different type of alien, and that alien doesn't exist yet. Like it's yeah, yeah. It's just it is just incredibly complicated. And then- in the second one in Covenant, David creates, he's like, he makes it from, well, not from scratch, but he kind of perfects the xenomorph or something. Yeah, it, it, is, it is too convoluted. I heard a nice bit of alien, alien trivia the other day, and I hadn't noticed it until it, point, it was pointed out on, um, I think it was a Scary Boys podcast. The alien, the, in the alien franchise, the robots, their names go up alphabetically. Oh yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. I did not know that. Oh yeah, Bishop. Uh, Ash. It's Ash, Ash Bishop. Bishop. Keith. <laughs> when Owner Riders begins with C, I don't remember. Carl. Carl. <laughs> and then David. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So the next, next one will be Ernie. Eddie. Hang on a minute. Do the writers and creators of Alien and the franchise know the alphabet? Because it seems like they do. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, well, so, uh, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, I, I'm still reading a few bits and pieces, but nothing to talk about yet. Uh, what about you, Ben? Say anything good? Uh, so my daughter's been here for like probably about a week, so I haven't really watched much other than stuff that's, you know, all right for her to watch. I yeah. say that, but we, so we went to the cinema to watch Jungle Cruise. And Is that even good? Though, even, so even though it's like a 12A, there was definitely some bits in it where I was like, oh, that's a bit... She was definitely a bit scared. She's, close your eyes, close your eyes. <laughs> she's at the age now where she's a bit like, she doesn't like the look of someone. She literally just turns away and then puts her head sort of like on my arm. But um, it's, it's, it's a bit of a mishmash, this one. It was all right. It felt, it borrows a lot from Pirates of the Caribbean and maybe like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. The visual effects like aren't the best. It made me think, it looks like Pirates of the Caribbean, but then I kept thinking, but how old is Pirates of the Caribbean? Like what, the first mm. one was 2003? So the fact the that first it looks one is as, excellent. It is excellent, yeah. But the fact that the visual effects look like the same as that, especially uh, okay. when it's dark, yeah. I was a bit like, what the hell? What's happening? There is an orchestral version of Metallica's Nothing Else Matters, which it like opens the film and then a little bit later is like a, a much more bombastic version of it. That was great. I love that. I was like, that's really yeah. nice. 
But apart from that, it was like, you know, The Rock doing The Rock, um, Emily Blunt. Blunting around. Be, being pretty much great. But, you know, I don't know how I felt about it in general. It felt, it felt like a version of Pirates of the Caribbean slash Raiders of the Lost Ark, but like a, a Diet Coke version of those. I, I feel like, I'm, like I wouldn't rush out to the cinema and see it, but mm. if it was a Sunday afternoon mm. and it was uh, on ITV, to sit and watch it with adverts in it, I and a little snooze after your dinner. Oh, Definitely. yeah. That's a, that's a proper snooze movie, that. <laughs> a little, not in a bad way. Snoozy. It's not boring. Just you're snoozing anyway. Like, a, com- like a, you know, a comfort movie, but like a really comfortable movie. Yeah. <laughs> or the alternative location to watch a film like that, once it's a normal thing and we're doing it a bit more again, on a plane. Sit on a plane and watch that. You'll have a yeah. grand time. And angle your face so you can see the screen. Yeah. Because there's always like the light on it. Yeah, see if someone's reclining their chair, cuss them. Yeah. How many more? How many more films based on Disney theme park rides can we have? Is Space Mountain the movie gonna be next? I don't know too much about Disney rides. There's yeah. Tower of Terror, but that is actually a movie. Isn't That's it? the Haunted Mansion, isn't it? Well, Tower yeah. So of Terror. Tower of Terror is the Haunted Mansion. Obviously, we've now got Jungle Cruise, Pirates of the Caribbean. Have uh, we got a Muppets version of the Haunted Mansion coming out? <laughs> oh. I genuinely, I watched the shit out of that. Love the Muppets. Watch the shit out of it. What are you doing there? You're watching a film? Oh, oh, excuse watching me, I'm watching the shit, the shit out, out of a film. <laughs> Just out of that. Yeah. Um, I like it. Yeah, I was going like to watch it. that. I'm now, so all the shit's been watched. All the shit's been watched. Oh, there'd be shit now. I don't want to sit there with you. See Clean it for anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, are there, yeah. Any other, are there any Disney rides left that have a theme like that, that aren't already the, themed? Most of them are based on films or like... I don't know characters. I guess. What that? The it's a small world one. It's a small world after all. That's something, isn't it? Just a song. I feel it's, like that's the one in the Simpsons where they. Yeah. Definitely. Where Lisa definitely, drinks the water. Drinks, Lisa drinks the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, are there any other rides in other theme parks that you'd like to see as a film? I'd see a film about the Nemesis from Alton Towers, big old monster. <laughs> yeah. Nemesis. I think the vibe of Nemesis is very much uh, mid eighties. A sci-fi horror film vibe. There's like, like there's, like bl- there's like blood yeah. at the bottom, isn't there? There's like red water. Yeah, the, the Ribena. Yeah. The Ribena. To yeah. make it look like people have died on this ride, and now you're going to go on it. It looks and like you've a... been shrunk and put on like a Warhammer 40k tabletop. Yeah, with the, with the little <laughs> yeah. scenery. Nemesis is very tyrannity, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's there's a like yeah, it's my favorite like a... ride, by the way, Alton Towers Nemesis. I'm not sure if there's not. There's like a sub ride that's near the Nemesis as well, isn't there? I'm not sure if it still exists. It's like an experience one where it's got you know, there's rides that have a story. Yeah. Um, and then you have you been Hex. on that one? Hex. Hex would make a great Hex would be a good ride. Yeah, a great film. Have you been on the Nemesis one though, where there's like where there's like eggs and you sit in a seat and it drops you through the floor into a, like another bit and then it it's like a 4D cinema and then like something like scuttles across the... the back of your neck. I was like, oh, I don't know about that. There's the Willy Wonka one. Oh that yeah, that makes a great movie. Willie Wonka, yeah. <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Nemesis, the the film. Get on it. Nemesis. Yeah, the I movie. think Nemesis would work. Yeah. The only other thing I saw was the first episode of Marvel's What If. I don't know if you guys. I did watch that as well. Oh, yeah, I so. haven't yeah. yet. Beg your pardon. So obviously, like an animated version. Um, and obviously after Loki. Minor spoilers for Loki. Who's not seen Loki? Anybody? No, all right. No, so minor spoilers for Loki with all the multiverse stuff opening. This is kind of like just a, a nice little here's some stories. 
Um, it doesn't seem to be going as full. It doesn't seem to be leaning as heavily into the what if stuff as I kind of hoped, because I think the next episode is like going to have um, Black Panther as Star-Lord. And then there's one another episode where it's like, what if Killmonger Munger saved Tony Stark? And I'm like, well, I want something a bit more nuts, I feel. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. It, it's not nuts enough. There's not enough nuts in it. Like, um, it, even, spoiler alert, if you're going to watch the Captain uh, Carter one, but she just pretty much did see does Steve's, like the timeline is exactly the same, but with fair instead of Steve. I feel okay. like they should have gone way crazier uh, with it. Haven't I seen from the trailer there's like a Marvel Zombies one where Spider-Man is Doctor Strange? Mm, well, that wow. sounds good then. That's, that's, <laughs> that looks, I saw that yeah. in the trailer that and I think they released toys of like a Spider-Man <laughs> in a uh, Doctor Strange cape. I would say the animation is fantastic um, and the, yeah, the yeah, vibe definitely. of it is great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll keep, I'll keep going, you know, I'm definitely going to be Yeah, I need to be watching on, these. And watch and, and any Marvel zombies, I, I, I wonder if they're really going to go crazy with the zombie stuff. I don't know if they will. I can imagine it'll be a bit... I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Let's remain hopeful. But that's pretty much yeah. it in terms of what I watched this week. Other than... Film of the week. Life Force. Life Force. <laughs> Life right, before we go any further, strap in everyone. If you if you haven't seen Life Force yet, make sure your socks are pulled up. If you haven't seen Life Force, I mean, maybe pause and then go and watch it because you know. And if not, come back. And then come back, or just if you just want to hear some crazy shit, just just uh, stay tuned. So Life like Force. If they haven't seen Life Force, <laughs> people will think we're making it up. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe we are. Uh, so. Life Force is a 1985 British science fiction horror film directed by Toby Hooper, uh, written by Dan O'Bannon and Don Jacoby. Dan and Don, uh, starring Steve Relsback, Peter Firth, uh, Matilda May, Patrick Stewart. It's based on Colin Wilson's 1978 novel, The Space Vampire. I should have just called it that because as a title well, they wanted movie, to, but there was another movie that was a B-budget, a B-budget, oh. B-movie budget sort of movie. Uh, a lower tier exploitation movie that had a similar name and they didn't want so this to... was supposed to be like a big budget possible franchise starter is that right i think that's what i read somewhere yeah hot on the heels they... of the success of poltergeist they gave toby hooper i think a... i don't know the exact amount but it was around about a ridiculous amount of money uh and free reign to do what he wanted <laughs> with this novel uh and he he said he wanted to make like a hammer horror film but like a spacey modern one um and it does kind of have the hammer vibe to it if you in, if you like that kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Um, so it looks like obviously negative reviews on release was a box office failure. Apparently, the budget was twenty five million. Sorry to jump in million. after a squillion billion. Box office was like eleven point six million. So yeah, but it's since become a cult film uh, for obviously lots of different reasons. Just like a really weird. Sort of like the fact they're set in the U- in the UK is just odd. Like I never ever felt like it was throughout. Yeah. And, Have you seen? And then, so this is the first time you've seen it, right? See, this is the first time I've seen it, but I've always seen like various little screenshots and little clips. Yeah. Um, like I've seen the clip on a helicopter. I've seen that before. I'm yeah. pretty sure I haven't seen it. It looks like the kind of film that I may have like watched when I was younger, but I don't think so. When we talked about doing it for the podcast, I have to say I was a little reticent. Just because I've seen it fairly recently and it's a lot of movie, like oh, it's right. quite it's quite a lot to get through. 
Yeah. Um, I think maybe if I'd done it, if I'd seen it recently, I may have been a bit like, do we have to? But, you know. Also, I mean, there's definitely stuff to enjoy in it. Uh, what about you, Andy? Is, um, have you seen it before? I have not seen it for years. I've so, I've seen it once, like a friend's house, did like a movie night years ago. And I don't think, like watching it back today, I had a vague recollection of what happened. But it was clearly one when we were chatting and having drinks. And I think this is one that you have to kind of stop and take in because literally look away for a second and everything's changed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, watching this back for this one, it was... Um, a bloody roller coaster. It was a bloody roller coaster, and like a, a pretty baffling one as well. Where I was like, "Wait, are they supposed to be? Wait, is this a what the hell? When when when's this? What what's going on? And what are their powers now? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I've got it. Yeah, yeah that I, makes I mean, sense. the biggest thing for me when watching it, I don't understand how it was made in the mid eighties. If you think Aliens, the sequel to Alien, was came out around about the same time. How would a movie with this kind of tone, like it feels so out of place, like yeah. the, the the when you're looking at them sort of um, exploring the vampire's castle in the sky, whatever it is, like the whole and the sort of the way they're floating towards it, and the really slow dialogue and I don't know, it, it feels, it feels really like out six, of time. It feels like a '60s movie. Or something yeah, like that. it does. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does. feels so. It feels so strange. And like as I was watching through, I thought to myself. I don't think even Jason Blum himself could get this made now. Like, yeah, it's, like it is an anomaly. Like, it exists with there's so much really compelling in many cases, and but and really interesting ways of doing stuff. But it is absolute mad shit. Yeah, it felt just like really inconsistent to me. Like, there were some ideas that I kind of liked, but it seemed to drop a lot of things and then just go in another direction where I wasn't particularly interested. I don't know. I feel like if it maybe just stayed in space, I could have yeah. enjoyed it Enjoyed it more. Possibly. I've been as the most enjoyable point for me was like at the end when it went, let's just throw a load of zombies in there. Yeah. And let's just London's on fire. There's a, there's a guy Cause... who melts. <laughs> yeah. I tell you who's MVP in this one. You mentioned from your background picture, picture pen, the Undertaker, his brother, Colonel Kane, MVP yeah. of the movie. What a guy! <laughs> Colonel, Colonel Kane. Colonel Kane's the spooks guy, right? Is that? He's the he's the man who is immediately identified as being in the SAS. Is like, no, don't write that down. Don't Not the SAS. The SAS. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love him. He's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is he got? Um, has he got a turtleneck on? Did I imagine that? I'm thinking yeah, about it now. For at least most of the movie, I think. At least I imagine him in one. Maybe <laughs> that is the power neck. of him. Even if he's not wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> yeah. He has the energy of someone that does. At least he um is at least his neck's warm throughout, you know, throughout the apocalyptic space vampire <laughs> invasion. His neck's so, nice and warm. And also if vampires won't get to his neck, or oh, they're not that kind of vampire, I see. Yeah. He messed up. They're kissy, they're kissy vampires. vampires. Sexy vampires. Um, so um, <laughs> reviews here IMDB is at 6.2 Rotten Tomatoes 59 critics 45% for audience score Flatterbox is at 3.2 so a bit higher um, some reviews here Philip Furtado put Toby Hooper gets all the Hollywood chips he gained for serving his Spielberg's mature on Sen. I guess that means I don't know what Bitch. that means <laughs> <laughs> the poltergeist 
and let it crash and burn gloriously into a huge science fiction horror epic about sex and death. Uh, he gave it four and a half stars. Um, oh, wow. And then Jack put Toby Hooper likes women's boobs and poopers. Half <laughs> a star. <laughs> nice little poem there. I wonder um, what I wonder what he said to Matilda May to try and say you're going to be in this movie quite a big part, but for maybe eighty five percent of it, you're going to be completely naked, full frontal. Yeah, thirty percent you'll be inside other people's heads. Yeah, and the rest of the time you won't be in clothes. Yeah, you'll There's either no be naked. You'll either be naked or you will be Patrick Stewart. One or the other, never both. Sold. Sign me up immediately, please. Do you think? I mean, it's. She's just she's just naked. Or does that? Did he have to be naked? Couldn't space vampire? I guess that's the whole point. They're like supposed to like lure people she's, in with their sexiness. She is overwhelmingly sexy as the other guy was like, you've never you don't even understand how yeah. But if she had like, clothes over, on overpoweringly fe- overpoweringly feminine. Yeah. That she well, says. The men are they supposed to be the same for females? Because there's like two male vampires as well. They get grenaded yeah. pretty early on. So. I think they're just Big old douches, aren't they? They have slightly different powers. Well, we don't really see. see we don't really see them through the eyes of a female character because I think, unfortunately, in terms of female characters, we've got like one astronaut, right? Are you saying this film fails the Bechdel test? And, I mean, it probably does. <laughs> and then we've got like a redhead in a bin bag, who like, yeah, oh yeah, come comes on to like a farm. She's like um, a um, sadist. Is it sadist? Yeah, likes to get beaten up. or at least, or at least that, or at least the astronaut right. says that she's a sadist while beating her up. Is that you like all? this, don't you? You bloody love this. But he, he yeah. said he can read their minds, so you just have to take it, take his word for it. And just <laughs> take that, yeah, and just believe him. So when someone says that, you go, "All oh, right." <laughs> if not for the zombie scene at the end, oh, right. this could just be the this could be like a Jacob's ladder esque thing about just one man who's gone completely mad. He's I mean, an this film is guy, this film is completely mad. It never seems to stick. Like the science fiction horror stuff, yeah. I was, I think I was on board as soon as we get onto planet Earth and it, it's to the UK, at least. Yeah. Um, I was like, what the hell? It may come. It may come as no surprise to you, and you may have already seen this in the trivia. But the the book Space Vampires that this is based on is very heavily um, based on our old mate Lovecraft. Um, and his Cthulhu mythos to the point where the book is often cited as, you know, by Lovecraft scholars that it should be considered part of the of the canon of it. Okay. Um, it's really heavily implied about it. The book is slightly different. The vampire bat people, they have like an origin um, of a bit like Indiana Jones, uh, the fourth one, where they have um, their... They're related to interdimensional squid beings. Um, but apparently they're nice. But um, yeah, there's more to the book. It's a little bit different. But um, yeah, knowing that it's Lovecraft inspired makes it sort of click into place a whole lot more. So in the book, they're yeah. humanoid bat-like creatures who are subsequently shown to be squid-like, but then ultimately revealed to be energy beings from a higher dimension, yeah? Yes. That kind of happens in this, but they... they... I mean, there's like balls of light that go around scooping up, like hoovering up all the souls at the end, right? And it takes yeah. them to the spaceship. It's a real big Henry Hoover scenario. Get yeah, them needs, souls. Someone up. needs a Henry Hoover in this bit quite early on. There's a lot of dusty folk about. <laughs> um, but yeah, like this is get some use. 
Yeah, this is this is just a flavor of what we're getting. We should probably like tackle this sequentially. We begin in space, right? Or yeah, you know, on the joking. Winchester, Winchester, Churchill, Win Churchill, Churchill. <laughs> on the so Winter they're on, they're on the Churchill, and <laughs> for contemporary viewers, people right now are clamoring for the Fast and Furious franchise to go into space. They don't need to watch Life Force because that spaceship never see it fly in a straight line all the time. It's always sideways drifting. Bloody how Tokyo drift that is. Yeah, so right now all the astronauts are up there. They've got their pimped out space shuttle with massive like wings. Looks like there's like oversized wings of solar panels and they have a special um, engine which for budgetary purposes makes it so you have gravity on the spaceship is it and it's just you just tokyo drifting all through space yeah <laughs> is it set in the future like no is it set <laughs> I, don't, I don't know it's set in like oh this is 1985 i suppose i guess so i mean it's not that futuristic is it yeah i guess not but i don't know i was just i was i was a little bit confused so yeah. it's Hades comet right that's they're going to in inspect it Hades comet yeah and then they find like a giant, a hundred mile long and two mile wide, like a <laughs> phallic ship. Thing. It's like yeah. a, what's it look like? It looks just like a, kind of an umbrella, I guess. It resembles an umbrella. It starts off as like a bit of, a, I guess, like an arrow, like it's sort of long and it's got little bits at each end. And then later on, a weird umbrella thing. Yeah, a big fleshy umbrella comes out, but that's not just that's yet. It's a big fleshy umbrella, that is. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No fleshy umbrella just yet. It's just a big, needly spaceship in That's the sort of hidden in in Halley's comet right and yeah. they've lost they've lost the connection to mission control um from being near the comet um and the the two guest commanding officers of the mission they sort of have a little bit of a chat and say oh, what are we going to do we can't we can't speak to command and he goes well and this is a nice touch right it, like it feels like there's a bit of credibility to this decision. Halley's Comet is a factual thing that flies past Earth every 70 years or so. And they basically say, like, we can't communicate with base. What do we do? He says, well, we have to go and see it because there is, there, there is a ship in the thing of the comet. If we don't go in there, by the time this comes back again, we will both be dead. So you've got to make a choice that you see it now or you do not get another chance to see it. Yeah. And it's okay. not even, yeah. it's not like a maybe we don't get another chance. It's absolutely not. Yeah. Um, so they all, they all get their kit on and they Tokyo drift up to the spaceship. How many people stay on the, stay on the ship? That's a couple of, couple of women. doesn't go, don't they? Yeah, everyone seems they, to want to go. I like how they float towards it. Like, I don't know how to describe it. You just kind of have to look at the visual. They don't look like they're part of the, of they don't look like they're in space. They're no. just kind of um, moving. Um, I don't know, floating towards this giant ship. They go inside like, it. Yeah, they're like in an old point-and-click adventure that had like yeah. a painted background and then a sprite that's animated on top of it. So there's a thing. That's it, yeah. But, but like our backgrounds here, they're just like <laughs> pretty much the same as the backgrounds here. Yeah. Hmm. It's just moving through like a static background, oh, um, just yeah. drift, drifting on through in their little sort of astronaut hover chairs that they have to float around little jetpacks. 
and um, they're all astounded by the the ship, and they get in there. Oh, I did notice, made a little note of it at this point, that as they fly into this, my headcanon on this is that just as they're flying in, one of the um, astronauts has his body taken over as Dr. Sam Beckett quantum leaps into him. Because as they're flying in, he just sort of pauses and looks around and goes, oh boy, there's another story about that. Because <laughs> yeah. um, they, they, they drift in, and then the first thing they find is a bloody bloody load of horrible like bats hundred of freeze-dried batmen in the, yeah <laughs> freeze-dried like a freeze-dried fruit yeah 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 desiccated desiccated yeah. desiccated batmen and they slag them off immediately they don't they're like oh they're all dead i hope they're dead well they start pe- taking their fingers off and stuff look yeah, they're, dead they're snapping <laughs> they're snapping bits of them and they're all they're all dry i yeah. also love the bit where it's like Oh, I'm gonna. We'll bring one back in this special space containment bag. It's just a net. It's just a net. Yeah, they, they do say at one point, "Oh, we're 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 just containing them using something." And I was like, "That is literally like a net. Not even like a. It's like they got the biggest holes in it ever. What if the thing yeah, you were needing to bring back was tiny? Get through the holes. It's basically like it's like um, the net of a football goal. They just got with them and they're like, chuck it over him. This is what." And- in our spare time on the on the shuttle, we have a lovely game of have a lovely game of football. Yeah, that's the specimen bag, just the football nets, and then yeah. a sort of door opens in the in the thing, and the commander called what's his name? The the because you got Colonel Tom Carlson. Tom Carlson, Carlson is the main yeah. one. Yeah. So yeah, Carlson's kind of Carl Carlson. Kind of, yeah, Carl Carlson <laughs> is having a quick look, and he. Because I'll oh, tell me what this is made of. Oh, it's not metal. Well, that's helpful. Thanks for telling me what it's not made not of. Not made of, yeah. <laughs> Didn't ask that, what. did I? It's definitely oh, not metal. Not, not metal. Oh, thanks. Um, but he kind of already has a little bit of a strange feeling. He sort of drifts into this portal. At this point, the people on the ship have lost um, visual. They've lost the video as well. And Carl Carlson floats on in. And has like a weird and this is I think this is one of the things that you get the feeling of your 60s dialogue from where he's kind of stage announcing to himself what's happening is like yeah. something strange is happening to me what's going on it's very space 2001 David Bowie video yeah yeah I was getting too fast he's like oh what's life. happening and what he's looking at when he feels all funny is that he's found some glass coffins of some sexy naked people. Glass coffins of sexy naked people. What are you looking at over there? Glass coffins of sexy naked people, all right? And it's like, oh, what's happening to me? I feel... How would you report that back to Mission Control or something? We found some uh, people uh, in, in this coffin. Uh, what state are they in? Sexy. Uh, very sexy (laughs) and then when the others come in as well like the others aren't quite so like ethereally affected by the um by the sexy glass coffin people one guy gets uh shaky oh yeah Uh, he does he gets he gets uh he gets a bit shaky but then one of the others like goes she's perfect that's what she is Is (laughs) and he goes and he goes, he goes, all right. And he's like, oh, I've been in space for six months. And for me, she looks absolutely better. I'm like, he does say that, doesn't he? It's like, keep you, it to yourself. You're a trained astronaut. <laughs> <Like that. laughs> 
like a 13 year old boy. Like, oh, He's never been. And also, a bit harsh. Like at least two of the other astronauts are. Women. I think it it does. <laughs> like, it oh, does I've not seen a woman for two six. Months. It does look at one of the. It does. It does cut to one of the female um, astronauts. <laughs> she's just like in in the moment. She sort of goes like, "You fucking what? I want such of a barge pole, mate." Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh no, I think of you like uh, a friend, mate. It's not like that. Not like that at all. I've not seen a sexy naked lady in uh, in a glass coffin before and you know this for me is not strange at all bearing in mind that she is in a spaceship of desiccated batman yeah 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 i don't know in this particular situation like how horny could you allow yourself to get <laughs> like you're in a spacesuit i imagine it's quite quite uncomfortable you know uh desiccated batman everywhere you're in like a spaceship terrifying as it is like you don't know what the hell's going to happen uh i don't know if you could let yourself get to any point of going well carlson does he gives into those urges right we learn later on yeah that he kind of phased through the glass coffin and and woke her up they've been doing some smooching i saw you (laughs) i don't don't understand you're smooching with my brother my naked (laughs) you were smooching with my naked space girl weren't you i love you <laughs> yeah. It would smooch you with everybody. The naked space girl, the desiccated Batman, everyone. <laughs> if only he was there. Um, but right now they just they they're not wasting any time. Right. Let's get these sexy naked space vampires up. Also, come on, Toby. We get full frontal of the um of the sexy naked space lady. There is a couple of shots where she's tastefully covered by a strap. But by and large, she's front and centre mid camera. Um, there's no yeah, equal. Op- there's no. There's no the equal. Men. There's no equal ops here. There's not a absolutely. Yeah. We don't see any. But I think it's maybe just because you know. Well, say what you want. If you if you enjoy looking at a flaccid penis, uh, <laughs> I'm just saying if they're if they're naked space people. Yeah. Come on. I know what you mean. Come on now. I know what you mean. Showing us all up. <laughs> Show us all. Come on. Get oh, I want the bush flanked by two flaccid penises. That's what I want. Maybe <laughs> maybe because as we as we learn later, they choose that form. Maybe the space, maybe the man space vampires hadn't had a good old chance to have a look at the astronauts' bits yet. So they were like, Oh my god, I don't have to copy that yet. Leave a strap there, leave a strap there. But we are kind of made yeah. to made we're made to understand that, yeah. They, they do take this form in order to appeal to to the humans in this way. But again, we never see it through the eyes of the female astronauts at any point. So it's like, yeah. it's just weird. I don't think maybe the men vampires are like, I think she's the Dracula. She's the yeah. Dracula. The men yeah. vampires have got different powers. They can just appear as London bankers later on, but otherwise. It's weird because they get grenaded. I'm pretty sure they reappear later on. Oh yeah, grenades yeah. wouldn't take them out, mate. No way. No, no, no. They take them out after the movie. Three quarters of the movie. Yeah, yeah just, they're asleep. Just, it takes uh, them a while. Oh, they, they 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 transform. They transform, but never mind. So yeah, they immediately um, they immediately go right. We're we're having these. We'll have these and the one desiccated Batman, and that's that's a good haul for today. Yeah. Yeah. So then they all get back to the ship, and they Tokyo drift away from it. Um, and, and then, then we they don't take see it away from they lose contacts. The Churchill loses contact with 
planet Earth, I think. So yeah. then they send the rescue mission to look into it. I yeah. don't know. They haven't, they haven't been answering their calls, so they send another shuttle up to go in there, and they go in there, and everyone's all bloody burned up, burned to a crisp. Yeah. Uh, and they go, Devastated. oh, everyone's been... Um, Everyone's been burned up, but in the spaceship, now it's back to Earth. Just the three unburned up crystal, sure this crystal coffins. This is a Hammer movie. Quatermass. Is it Quatermass? Or X, the unknown or something, where the spaceship goes into space, comes back, and all the astronauts are dead apart from one person. One sexy naked lady vampire. <laughs> one sexy naked lady in a, in a crystal. I wonder if yeah. uh, he took inspiration from that. Um, sorry, go yeah. on. So, yeah, they, they go back and they find that the, the three sexy vampire people are not burned up like everyone else. So they bring them back to Earth, bring them to the, the Space Research Science Lab in London, and then we learn very quickly that off-camera they're opened. Someone goes, you, how did you, the, the, the scientists are all talking, how did you find a way to... Open them. He goes, oh, they just opened. All right, then. Are we going to do an opener? Are we going to do an autopsy then? And they went, oh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, Go and then, then. Go on then if you we, must. We move on to the main reason why modern businesses all have loan worker policies because an unfortunate accident work happens, right? This uh, oh, yeah. this guy it doesn't appear to be a scientist, just appears to be oh, a yeah. sweaty oik. That just wanders in with his mask on. Just to have a look, innit? Just to have a look. You know, got to tell your mates. There's some bloody alien turned up, you know. Quite, I just better have a look. Quite convoluted, uh, the disease thing. There's like a two-hour thing. He, what's so a he? So he goes to poker. He, he's just standing over it. And his scientific thing is that he's going to he's gonna poke the lady vampire. Or, yeah. we don't know it's a vampire, naked space lady. Um, and she pings her eyes open. Um, the only man who is watching him is watching on a CCTV monitor at literally the other side of the building. So it takes him ages to leg it down. Once she sees that um, he's being snogged by the lady and she's up and about, by the time he gets there, she is, uh, well, he's, he's already desiccated, skin and bones. Slurped, he's been sucked up like a Capri Sun. He's all, he's I quite all like these effects. I will say, uh, I mm. quite like the he's got real like normal eyeballs moving around in a, in a puppet kind of situation. He's like moaning, and he's had every ounce of liquid sucked up from his body. Yeah. He's like a big, horrible, dried, he's been slurped, man. he's been slurped dry, and she's still there, um, naked as the day. And she goes and goes, Oh. <laughs> And she gives, she goes up to him and sort of says, "Oh, you can uh, use my body if you like." And um, he also gets a little bit drained. But then another scientist, we see a lot more of him. Professor, what's his name? Yaffle. Professor, Professor Yaffle. Hans Falada. That's the one. Yeah, Faladas. Yeah, this guy is definitely in a Hammer horror movie, right? So yeah, I'm pretty sure he plays. I'm just trying to have a look at his sort of film. I mean, he right. looks a little bit like uh, what's his name at first, Christopher Lee. Yeah. What else he's been in? Just trying to have a look. He reminded um, me for a second of like he isn't Angus Scrim from 
from Phantasm, but he's got that kind of feel about him. He's got like, yeah. a, like a, quite a presence, and he's got like a. Who's this guy? Yeah. He's in, let me look here, The Three Musketeers, A Christmas Carol, The Longest Day. Yeah, he played Jacob Marley's Ghost in A Christmas Carol. I don't know if that's a TV one. He's been in like Count Dracula TV shows, Sherlock Holmes TV shows, you know. He's been all over the shop, and now he's yeah. in Life Force. Here he is. But he's kind of it, like, for at least most of the film, um, Dr. Hans Fallada is like, he's like a Van Helsing, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Did I like when he does kill one of them? Oh well, I know we'll get to that. But like, did I completely miss like them even having any sense of a fight? Yeah, no, he just does it off camera. (laughs) You just see that. Oh yeah, stab this guy. Stab Um, this guy with a sword, as you do. Yeah, I missed that. Where did this like pokey sword thing come from? Oh, we just ordered it. Uh, You see the scene. He just opens a box and he's like, "Yeah, I got it." He's got it on Prime. Prime. Prime, but it's like even faster. It just comes within the, yeah. the 10 minutes. That bit is weird. Right, I need yeah. a sword and he and he gets it straight away like that. And it's a big old sword, the, the He-Man sword. Yeah. Um, but so he turns up, he, he is sensible and he brings down all the other guards just before the second guy, like the colonel or the, like the, like the head scientist, I guess, who is overseeing yeah. it. He doesn't get quite drained. He's a bit embarrassed about it. I was like, "Oh, did he? Oh, she did that." Points at like the like the prune man on the table. He's like, "Oh, she she did that, and now she's um she's uh, escaped." And then they go, "Oh, um, well, don't worry. There's no way a naked girl is going to just walk out of this facility." <laughs> and then we proceed the comically to a naked girl just walking out of this facility because. Not only yeah. can these sort of <laughs> so, 80s British guards be distracted by a woman who is... Oh, that's oh, the guy has already said. She's oh. overpoweringly sexy. He's oh, no, she was... Honestly, mate, like, it's not my fault. I'm not unprofessional. <laughs> honestly, right? I'll, was, tell you, I'll, I'll tell you she was sexy. She's overpoweringly sexy. My legs went to you, jelly. You weren't here, mate. You weren't here. You couldn't have resisted it. Um, One of them is like a proper cartoon character of a security guard where yeah. he like looks up from his paper or something and goes, Well, she doesn't escape him <laughs> yeah. by being overpoweringly sexy. She escapes him by the fact he's doing a crossword when she walks past. And he's like... Four hey. down. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Whoa, man! He looks at him and gets the clue. He's like... Oh. Could have warned me. Could have warned <laughs> um, me. And then there's two we, other gu- two other guys yeah. just like, what are they going to do to her? I can't remember. Have they got they're like the, a... well, they're having their marmalade sandwiches or whatever, sitting there having <laughs> having some sarnies, and then padding some bear. Yeah, they, <laughs> these people work at like a top secret facility where, for all intents and purposes, aliens have just been discovered, mm. and they are. Chilling out, like honestly, like the, the Sunday shift at like a retail store, and it's like yeah, yeah. They're, they're having they're having their sandwiches, and um, and then they walk past, and they go, oh, the other bloke comes down the stairs behind her and put his crossword down, and goes, oh, she's that naked woman who we've got to stop from escaping. You better stop her. <laughs> what do you think? I goes, know. Oh, Are you the naked woman we're looking for? She's no? absolutely balmy though. You've got to you've got to you've got to stop her from escaping, and. The plan that the guard uses, he offers her a bit of sandwich. He like goes, Come on. Does he right? do that? He does. Know. He holds his sandwich up. He like goes, 
come on. And he and then he literally goes, "Why are they treating on. her like she's a, a like an escaped like an wild escaped, animal? Escaped <laughs> for the bread. Come on now. <laughs> Don't want any bread. I want some of your life force. But then she gives him a bit. She you could, she he, he makes a mistake of being a bit too cool. He's like, oh, go on, come to daddy. And then she gives him. She puts her hand up and gives him a little zap of electricity. She zaps those two away and then explodes all the glass and messes off into the night. She's she's out in the wild. Yeah. She's out um, in the wild. She like yeah. She makes a meal of getting out of there, doesn't she? With the big explosion, yeah, she's out. Blasts See you later. The windows out. Boom. Lot of, uh, lot of rotoscoping special effects in this film, um, mm. which I quite like. I I even now it looks yeah, kind of like cool. It. Yeah. yeah, I think it looks good. Um, uh, so she's disappeared. Though. She's not even like she's like left her body or something as well. I don't think oh, we, she hasn't left as far as we know right now. She's just gone. Yeah, but yeah. We, we don't we don't know about the leaving a body power for a little bit yet. But right now she's just run away. Okay. And this is when our man Colonel Kane not from the don't say he's from the SAS. All right, it's off the record. <laughs> but this is where Colonel Kane turns up, hero of the movie. Very well, very well to yeah. do. Very well to do, man. Looks a little bit like um, which one? Simon or Garfunkel? Garfunkel. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And what they do, well, pretty much doing uh, autopsy on one of the dudes who got completely sucked off, right? Yeah. Around about this uh, point. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She um, she sees that. They they see the the guy and it's your picture in the background, Ben. Right? They're going to do the autopsy on the man. We learn that the our friend, the professor, um, Professor Fallada, is a student of thanatology. So he loves Marvel vil- villain Thanos and wants to study all about him. Um, but also he studies death. And this is when he goes. One of my favorite bits of dialogue from the film is like. Um, Colonel Kane tells him, said, "Oh, so you know the, uh, you know you've researched like the afterlife, you know, and you know what do you think? What do you think? Is there really an afterlife?" And the professor goes, "Do you really want to know?" And he goes, "Not really." And then he proceeds to tell him anyway. <laughs> do you really want to go? Absolutely not. And then, well, no, <laughs> don't tell me. Like, well, I, uh, I happen to think that there is a bit of a There's a lot of really really weird characters like all of the leads as such all of like the heroes of the film it is all very strange i feel like there's too many characters in general because too many characters i don't really know like what make what what they're supposed to be doing what makes them tick who they are they're just kind of there people who you think are the main characters disappear for half the movie and then come back yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't have guessed that it's carlson and kane who are effectively your yeah, your two yeah. your two main guys, and then naked space vampire lady. Um, but yeah, like they have this conversation, and then we see that we've had all these theses that like, oh, she's overwhelmingly sexy. We can't do anything about it. So we know that she's out in the out in the wild, and we have this autopsy scene. What do you think of this? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, this is pretty nuts, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean... Wait, what's this? Isn't this when someone like falls into dust when he's trying to get through the bars. Oh no, this is, that's a bit later. That's after she's been out in the wild and um, and they find another body. First things first, we have a um, the autopsy of the guy who is um, the guy who she who she sucked off. After oh no, she you're escaped. you're right. Look, it's the it's the yeah, it's the long it's the wrong way around, I guess. So basically, it's like. Um, the, the professor goes, oh, yeah, if she's out there, she's totally, like, you know, she's totally out there and she's totally dangerous. Doesn't sound like that. <laughs> totally dangerous. Yeah, um, man, this is so totally dangerous. 1985. I know this film feels like it's set in the 60s, but I reckon he should have just had a character like that. You've got, like, the hammer horror professor man. You've got, like, the SAS British dude. You've got, like, an American um, astronaut from 2001. Just chuck yeah. in a just chuck in an American surfer just, dude. Just chuck in a surfer dude. But at yeah. this point, the you go, why haven't we still got the two men? Um they go, oh yeah, we could autopsy them, I guess. But then they're in a cell. Um they wake up um and try to escape, and there's a couple of guards guarding them. They, because they live in the heteronormative 80s, do not find those men overwhelmingly sexy. They find them shootable <laughs> and they um hang on a minute it's either sexy or i want to kill him sexy or i want to kill him guys now in between yeah, yeah. Grenades. yeah they're, li- yeah, they're the literally grenades they're, they're pissed Get off the grenades so, oh, out made them nads can't believe i've got to guard these two naked men i would have rather been overwhelmingly sexed by that by the by the vampire but you would be dead you understand you'd have been husked like, no no yeah. don't care Still Someone shouted him. Nads and he went, what, Nades? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nades, chuck them. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Is it, it seems guys... like it, the thing is, if they didn't die from the initial bullet wounds, I think just carry on walking away or maybe shut the door and lock them in. I don't know. Yeah. Throwing grenades at them seems like an <laughs> extreme scenario. Not only, not only one, and just an from the stairs decision. as well. Then it's not like a big grenade throw. It's literally there, just on the, like, the guys are little... approaching the bottom of the stairs and they are, like, oh, three let... steps up and they just... Underarm toss these grenades. I think with grenades. these guards, if they've got a sandwich, they'll they'll use the sandwich. If they've got grenades, they'll use the grenade. <laughs> Whatever a... you give them, they'll go. No use. 
They use that killer yeah, mama very fit. <laughs> so Grenade, <laughs> marmalade sandwich. <laughs> so they've How would you kill a mama with a marmalade sandwich? You could wow, you, if you're it. eating a bread vat eat like loads of bread vat chewing it, you're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you put it in their mouth and then just like jab them in the ribs. So they go, <laughs> <laughs> it's a citrus. <laughs> yeah. Um so they've 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 captured they've they've blown these guys up. So just they basically this happens like just around the corner, and then the professor and everyone come in and goes, Oh well, can't autopsy these guys now then. We'll go and autopsy the, the victim then. So this um just wants just desperate guy, to do an autopsy. Can we do this a, person, yeah. that person, this the guy, oh, come on. the guy, the guard, the sweaty oik man who was just poking around at that vampire who got slurped dry like a Capri Sun. So they go to do an autopsy, but then just as the doctor begins to get ready to poke him, um, the, the guy sits up, the scientist finds him overwhelmingly sexy and lets him snog in. Kind of just to gives him a life force snog. In it. That's weird, because sometimes it kisses him. Yeah. Sometimes they just kind of like open their mouth near their mouth and just suck out all the lightning well, from their I face. I seem to remember this one. He's genuinely like, like, come here, yeah. quick ah! kiss. come on. Oh yeah, he yeah. does. He's, he's standing like, there and he goes, hey! and the guy like goes, like, I can't, not. yeah, can't, can't resist. It's almost like yeah, yeah they, they, he just wants you close so he can suck your life force out and give uh, me a something. <laughs> give, give me a cuddle. cuddle, but don't suck my life force out. Don't I... suck my life force. Out. Naughty boy. <laughs> It'd be like that, you know, sometimes when I don't know if it happens, you know, these these modern eras, but I remember what you want if you have a life force zombie when they're just asking for a hug. That technique when you stuff, you know, someone who is like taking yeah, don't want there to be an awkward situation. We've all had a drink and it's a night out, and you know someone, and so you when you give them a hug, you put your head over their shoulder, right? You put your head right over, so no one's leaning in for any kisses, put your head over their shoulder. And you can just give him a hug without him slurping out your life did force. Any, did, any, did anyone slurp out your life force on this night out, Andy? No, no. I did the standard head over the shoulder hug for everybody. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, want an, don't want any embarrassing situations and people feeling awkward the next day. They had a bit too much to drink. Like, no, no. Yeah, I'm did saying I, goodbye. Did, did, saying did goodbye. I try and suck your life force out last night? <laughs> No, you no, did, got, yeah, I've you got, did. Oh, I am absolutely humiliated. <laughs> Please don't tell anyone else. Yeah. But he doesn't do that. He obviously hasn't, you know, obviously it was 1985. So I was two, couldn't have taught him that technique at the time. So um, he uh, gets his life force sucked out and then he gets husked. um, And the other guy gets better. The other guy, yeah, pretty much immediately gets better. And you like you, you you pour some out of the other, put some back in the other, and, and that one. It's established. I don't, I don't understand that, the rules here. That the life force vampires will need to keep having their regular portions of life force in order to be alive now. But yeah, it just seems unnecessary. But so once they once the vampire takes your life force, you can then you have two hours to get someone else's life force, right? Well, you're like unconscious for a bit, but then when you wake up, you've got a little bit of time to get life force. It seems and that it, you've got like a two-minute window. I thought he said two hours, and, yeah, then, two you, hours. and then they get back up. Yeah, so he was like zombied for two hours and just oh, like okay. bones, but then and he then got he gets, up after two hours. And then you've got minutes to get to get some yeah. more life force from someone. Yeah, like, later on, they meant they talk about it like a disease and say it incubates for two hours. 
Well, later on, there's like zombies like running around. But, but also, these... when, zom- when the zombies are running around, they didn't look anything like this in the first half of the film. There's no one who it... looks like just a standard zombie. They look like <laughs> those zombies seem men. like actual like physically threatening things. These ones at the start, you could cough in their direction and they would like <laughs> shatter into dust. Yeah. Well, it's it yeah, happens. strange. Yeah. Yeah. Very strange. But not but the these ones. Thing in so this he film. gets life lost. And then they put they put them away. So they put the man who's got better. The professor goes, right, lock him up. Don't let him life force anyone else. Um, and then you want to put this other guy back. You want to put this other body in a cell as well, because I suspect in about two hours, yeah. he's going to be um, exactly the same. Um, just as they get a call to say, oh, a body's been found. And then this is the film of like really quick asides. It happens shortly as well, where like you could, if you wanted the film to be short, you could have avoided this whole scene because effectively you have a scene where Kane and the professor get changed, go down into a park in London, see a dead body, talk to a couple of local pervs who were like, Oh yeah, local pervs. Yeah. So they basically say we saw the naked woman like, and doing something to another woman. <laughs> we thought they were going to get us on, so we came back to watch out of out of the middle of the trees, like little pervy bastards. <laughs> oh, they are, like, and they went, like, "Oh yeah, proper like pervs." Yeah. They're like, they're like the police oh, are like, know. "Yeah, okay, yeah, well, we've, yeah. we've all been there." Oh, it's, like, first, it's like first thing in the morning as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They say like, so, "Oh, about an hour ago." So yeah. what are you two. So really? we saw saw these two about about an hour ago, <laughs> and um, Hampstead Heath. Yeah, Hampstead Heath. He goes, "Oh." They're a bit coy about it. They're like, oh, you know, the other one wasn't wearing too many clothes, as in non. <laughs> she wasn't wearing too many clothes. And, you know, we we uh, circled back around, you know, thought they might, uh, you know, like nudge, nudge, <laughs> wink, wink. And they go, all right, dickheads, off you go. <laughs> um, and they, and then literally, it's, it might as well, it might as well have been, if there'd been like a cane and the professor face to do like a Transformers and like back because in the back of the face again and they've changed they've had another, <laughs> they've had another changed, costume change. yeah oh, great and um they are they're, they're back with the the husk guy and he's gone right the professor's there and he's got his watch and say it is about to be two hours since he had some life force any second now and then it ticks over and then the second it happens the guy goes from being a normal man that's just like gibbering like the scat man in his cage because he's lost the power of speech since he's become a zombie he's in there like going and then he um he shouts for a little bit and then he turns back into a husk and falls down the professor gets his stick and pokes him and he's all Dusty. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's broken down completely. So he's not coming back again. He's just dust in there now. And then they say, right, obviously he sucked this guy's life force next door. Um, just drive two hours ago. Let's see what's happening to him. And then the other zombie man has then got up. He sees that there are alive people there and runs at the bars hard enough to smash himself to atoms. We've all been there. Yeah. And then they and then they finalise the scene by going upstairs to see the woman they found on Hampstead Heath. She's strapped down to a table. She also comes back to life and then explodes 
into dust as well. This was much, I think, something about the um, the effects here with the woman, the Hampstead Heath woman, um, was much more terrifying. I don't know, something really, really odd and off-putting about it, just the way, maybe it was like the colour of her skin, that horrible, like, flecked. Yeah. Um, mm. But, yeah, just really quite, really quite scary. That was probably the only effect in this film where I was like, oh, that's pretty gruesome. Oh, because, of course, she's silly. also, I guess the others, like, does it make it more human that they have, the others have clothes on, they have like full uniforms on, but because the naked vampire lady has stolen the woman's clothes, she's lying there naked on the on a bed before she explodes to dust. And you can see all the ribs and the skin rather than just like a slightly like sunken face. Maybe yeah. it's um, the whole body effect that you get there. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, she explodes to dust. What's that? And Kane sort of bears a big sigh and says, oh, get the Henry out then, get the Hoover, because there's <laughs> bloody vampire dust everywhere. Um, Covered in vampire yeah. dust. And then there's obviously a big sort of switch in the movie now when we find out that somebody did, act, something has survived from the, uh, the Churchill space shuttle. Turns out that in Texas, an, ex- an escape pod has just arrived and old... Uh, Tom Carlson's in there, looking a bit bearded and dishevelled and just a bit yeah. fed up, you know, fed up, bloody hell, you never guess what I've been through. Um, oh, and he no. gets like immediately flown to London. They've given him a shave and a and a haircut and they've got him in his nice, uh, what kind of like, what uniform? Yeah, and um, sent him straight straight to London. Again, this is one of those scenes. It's almost, a, why did he have to have, maybe it's a fact from the book, I guess. Maybe I'm being facetious, but like, He's landed in Texas. Quickly go to test Texas, find him, send him to London, and he's and yeah. like literally he is there in the next scene. It's him walking into the office. So he doesn't seem particularly like. Obviously, I know he's got a lot of crap going on in his head and stuff with that, but I don't know. He seems mostly all right. I think like pretty well, keen to get. There was a bit where he like wakes up screaming oh, yeah. and sweating in the bed yeah i meant i meant kind of like in this scene when he turned up he's quite well to do uh, okay. he's like yeah. doing all yeah. the yeah yeah um, and he he's kind of it. explains what he did on the shuttle was that he started a bloody fire on there oh no he did. oh no oh yeah did he say he started the... does he explain that he started the fire he said everyone died yeah. slowly but surely right he basically explains that like over time after they brought the the um desiccated bat people and the sexy um, the, the crystal, sexy, crystal, the coffin, sexy crystal people. coffin people. Everyone started dying. Obviously, it was their life force being taken. The communications got smashed straight away. Everyone was feeling a bit tired, and the the communications guy smashed the computers with a toilet brush. You <laughs> sat there like going, "Fuck it!" <laughs> gets the gets the gets the brush out, and just smashes everything. Just like be careful. If anything, the the communication should be a bit more durable than just the ability to get smashed by a toilet brush. <laughs> but they do get smashed by a toilet brush. And then it just shows like as things progress, more and more of them are, are husked and they just, they just leave them lying around <laughs> and it's just him left. And he runs through the, runs through the spaceship, pulling all of the explode everything switches. I think he's flooding <laughs> the room with oxygen and then he, yeah. Sets the vampire on fire. He's got one of those barbecue lighters, this little hairdryer he used to light the barbecue with. Mm. Um, 
and then he gets in the escape pod just in time for it to all blow up. But then we get, I guess, our first little haunting bit. He corroborates the story of the other scientist who said that she was overwhelmingly sexy and says, oh, pardon me, um, part we didn't want to believe it was the hardest first he says oh it was the hardest thing i've ever done he said oh it's yeah i bet it was dead hard to pull all those levers so many of them you could miss one and he goes no no it wasn't that it's um it's that it was really like part of me wanted to stay because i thought that she was brilliant so oh, i love her <laughs> you, you you've never experienced a love got- it's very you know very patronizing married never for 10 experienced years true you've love. never experienced love <laughs> no 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 don't talk lust? to me about it. i don't think you two have got much in common like you don't <laughs> like the same films same music it's kind of i'm pretty sure that the naked woman that you love is is i think it's just lust no i bloody love her all right no, don't tell me any different don't tell me you don't know you don't know what it's like to be my age <laughs> three years younger than, yeah exactly um yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're right. Like they haven't got anything in common. He hasn't spent a single night of his life in a crystal sort of force. She, she might be well annoying. He might be well annoying to her. Do you know what I mean? He might go, "Oh, really nice to meet you." So, what kind of things? You, what's your favorite food? Uh, what's your favorite color? Or she might just be really annoying. No, I mean, just going on about space all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, space, space, oh, space. I'll really, oh, get over it. Like, you're on Earth like, now. Like people who people who spent a lot of time traveling. Oh yeah, mate, I, I genuinely make you a better person. Really opens your horizons, space travel, and like he obviously is an astronaut. At first, he's like he can relate to it, but then she's really one up in him. Oh, where have you been in space? Then where have you been in space? Been Jupiter? No, no, it's beyond the realms hey, of human space travel. I just, <laughs> I just Tokyo drift around. Um, just Haley's comet once or twice. She goes. Hey, Haley's <laughs> comet lived there. Lived there, mate. Not even, lived, I not, lived not, there for. Six not years. A, not a tourist. Helping I was, bats. I was, I was. I was living there. I lived there for six years, helping bats build schools, and uh, yeah, you really opened your mind, you know, to all those things. Yeah. All right, get over it. We've heard it. Yeah, get over it. Yeah, but, blah blah blah. But he hasn't realised that right now she's the most amazing person he's ever met, and he's in love, and you wouldn't understand it. Ben, don't don't try. Um, I mean, try to understand it. Neither no, should, I won't, I won't neither try. should those, neither should those scientists, because you no, no. cannot fathom, no, possibly. yeah, how much, um, how much he loves her. Um, but um, yeah, he still, he still fancies her, and then he, <laughs> then he sort of goes, oh well, thanks for that story. Better nip off to bed, and he proceeds to go and have like a vampire sex nightmare. But it's like you know some you know some people like you know sweat throw, dream, yeah yeah the sweat is <laughs> a sweat dream. Oh, get some antiperspirant on your sunshine, Jesus Christ! He just has a a sexy nightmare about the vampire lady who comes and snogs him and goes, oh, "I'll give you some of my energy. I'll give you a bit. Of you give me a bit of yours." They go on about that all the time. They're like giving each other energy. Like I've got a bit of her and me, and a bit of him and her. I it's don't... like there's some really weird noises while they're kissing at this point. Oh well, god, yeah, it's really like you know some people have like a whale. <laughs> you know some people have like a whale song CD. This is like a kaiju song CD. Like the like the Toho Godzillas. This is like like <laughs> Rodan and Mothra. Like red... <laughs> I just can't relax. All right. Now I know I said I love you, but this we got to get our, situ- our sleeping situation sorted because. These vampire sex sweat dreams are too much for me. 
yeah, he's, there's too much for him. So much so that he basically wakes up and does the first example in this movie of someone just having a massive shout. He just wakes up. <laughs> ah! Although yeah, maybe his eyes maybe, are like crossing over instead. Yeah, maybe yeah. classic, maybe classic trope. Obviously, he has flown straight over from Texas, right? As soon as he landed in the escape pod, right? He's Get come back. straight to London without delay. You know, he's probably fully forgotten. Jet lagged. Oh, Kevin. No, the bins. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin! <laughs> and the bins. I've left my son and the bins. Oh, bollocks. Oh, and I got a, rat, and I got a pet. Oh, it's dead. So, yeah, he's kind of, he, he sits up. Um, the scientist, the professor, and the other scientist who, I've forgotten his name. He's like the lead scientist, the one that got partially drained. Um... But he dies off camera, so we kind of lose him as 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 important factor. But um, yeah, so they they come back in and goes, oh, what's wrong? And he goes, oh, had a nightmare. Um, she came and she saw me in my dream. He goes, oh, tell us then. He goes, oh, oh Colonel. Um, He's really keen to Colonel, know what happened in the dream, isn't he? Colonel Kane comes in. He's got a very nice way about him. He goes, oh, tell us about the dream. He's genuinely interested. People are never wonder about your dreams, really. Colonel Colin Kane. Colonel Colin Kane, the Triple C. Um, so the, the Triple C comes in and says, Tell us about your dream. And he goes, oh, I can't. It's faded, faded already. And oh, the professor goes, sweat. The professor goes, Oh, have you tried hypnosis? Maybe that'll help you remember it. And then, <laughs> in a perfect waste of everyone's time, the doctor who's tending to, to him goes, Oh, he's too tired for hypnosis right now. And so there's an immediate scene transition to the next day when he's not going to be too tired anymore yeah, with him no, getting no. So, so Everyone, it's like literally the morning. I'm wide awake. Like, I'm ready it, for it. Like there's a really quick fade transfer within the same room, the same shot. I don't think people even change positions or clothes. Yeah, it just went it's like, just, like staying very sleepy. Yeah, it was. They all yeah. wait, they all waited there <laughs> in the exact positions in the room. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he's too tired for hypnosis now. We'll wait for him not to be too tired. Also, isn't hypnosis having a sleep? Wouldn't that be just what you need if you've just had a nightmare? Too sleepy. You need yeah, to be just the right amount of sleepy. Yeah. So the, the professor's gone and got his hypnosis light, light and he goes, Okay, look at this light until you feel tired. Shan, my eyes, they're tired already. Um so he does some hypnosis and then he sees Ben, I know you you vibed with this character, your bin bag lady. Oh, yeah, bin bag lady, yeah. So she's like on the moors somewhere, <laughs> wearing a bin bag, wearing a sexy bin bag. Um, with Nigel Farage. It, that's exactly, I said exactly <laughs> the same thing. That's Nigel Farage's little flat cap. He's gone, excuse me, um, where are you from? And she's gone, space. And he's gone, ah, oh, for God's sake. I hate it when people from other parts of this planet, let alone another planet. So he goes to uh, attack but she, her. But she wants a lift and says, oh, I'm going back to where I come from. And he goes, oh, right then. And he I'll give you a lift. Give, I'll give you a lift us, then. Gives a, gives a lift in his Ford Cortina. No, it's not. It's a Volvo, isn't it? She starts showing her sexy, freckly legs to him. And honestly, he's reacting like a man who's, you know, he's seen a bit of ankle once in his teens. And, you know, he got overexcited then. But this time he's seeing full legs. He's like, going, oh, bloody hell, I can't concentrate driving this. What's he driving? He's, driving, no, he's, driving, <laughs> he's driving a white Volvo. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know what he's doing. Like when, when she's first like sitting on the bench trying to allure him, it looks like he's like 
What salt in his drive? <laughs> well, I don't well, think it's they, his drive. Well, think... they go on, the guy in Home Alone. Yeah, he's Salted. just he's, he's just like <laughs> yeah. he's just like fiddling about in the boot of his car, isn't he? Yeah, waiting for a sexy woman dressed in a bin bag to turn up. Just out for a, I don't know what he's doing. Um, checking his spare tire, I guess. Who knows? But um, well, um, yeah, so she's so... she's showing him a frilly knickers. And this is this is made less than a this is made even more by the fact that it's all narrated by because this is a mind connection in the mind palace of yeah. of Colonel Tom. Uh and Colonel Tom's like going, oh she's she's hiking a she's hiking a, a, a skirt up over her knees. He is sitting there recounting this <laughs> to a room of scientists. He's like, yeah. I love her, I love her, but then he, we find out he don't like redhead, so he's like, oh, this might be a deal breaker <laughs> she's like, oh, for me. She's lifted, and then she is like properly, she's coming onto this guy, she's moving her hand to his, uh, she's moving his hand rather to her crotch, and Tom already knows what she's doing is she's looking for someone to drain to get a bit of, um, <laughs> but not enough to kill him because she doesn't want to give herself away. It's important. Look, look, I'm going to come clean with you. I'm just looking for someone to drink. All right. That's literally <laughs> it. I don't want anything else. I don't want you texting me tomorrow saying you had a good time. Just looking for someone to drink. That'd be easier to do in 1985, right? Because no texts. So you're going to do send her a postcard. That's true. I really loved you. Have you seen this woman dressed in a bin bag anywhere on the moors? No. <laughs> no. Um, so. It gets a bit intense, and as she literally puts his um, hand in her crotch, notice that Colonel 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 Tom, yeah, Colonel Tom sits up very suddenly in his bed and can't talk about it anymore. He's like, oh. <laughs> "Can you just leave, please, for a second? I just need to, you know, just get, get, get my thoughts I'm together. I'm tired again. Tired again. I'm tired. Tired. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> He's screaming again. Yeah, and I guess. Yeah. Um, and I guess maybe like now in his post wank clarity, Tom is able to describe, and he's like, uh, uh, "Yeah, her name immediately. is a name, a name, a name's Ellen, and she's in there as well with the vampire." And he and he gives he gives them Nigel Farage's license plate, so Colonel Kane is able to trace the car. Hmm. And we don't see what um, Nigel's up to again because it just goes, oh, yeah, we've, we've brought him in. He's very tired. And he doesn't want to talk about it. But um, we know that the woman named Ellen she works her, right? at... No, he's fine. Nigel Farage? Yeah, Nigel Farage is fine. They, they, um, they brought... We don't see him, but it's just shared that, oh, yeah, we've brought him in. He's very tired and he doesn't want to talk about it. But, um... <laughs> Let's wait for him. <laughs> yeah. Hit the system. Oh, yeah. It is yeah. post-wank clarity. It's just a, it takes a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah. He's gone, oh, yeah, I'm on bloody the radio today or I'm inexplicably on being given a television platform again. Um, so I'm going to save my stories about that time I got drained by a space vampire for, for, for on there, for my subscribers. Um, and he doesn't want to talk about it, but they did manage to get out of him all the information they needed, which was the woman's name and where she works. So off they go to an insane asylum um, where, where Patrick Stewart works at. And while the, so while Kane and Carlson head there. Um, yeah, along this, with, this scene oh, goes on for well too long. 
along I mean, with I the understand like there's a twist that they're sort of building up to, but they just go on a bit like they build it up that there's a guy they're gonna go. Uh, he has the mind of a four-year-old or something. Yeah, think... so that's when they that's when they meet Patrick Stewart, but we don't know about the prisoner yet because first he has to go and see um, he has to go and see the uh, the nurse. So they've got they've got to go and find her. Um, and Patrick Stewart goes, "Oh, do you want me to come up?" And Patrick Stewart runs the asylum, and he goes, "Oh, do you want me to come up and see the nurse with you?" Go, no, no, mate, I'll go and see her on my own. And this is what you were saying, Ben, about her saying like. She's a masochist. She loves it, doesn't she? And he's trying to get the um, trying to get the information out of her as to where the vampire is. Because it is the vampire lady still in her brain at this point. I couldn't work out if she was meant. It felt to be like there. maybe a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was confused as what the what was kind of well. Going it, on. It, what uh, so he he said she's. I'm looking in her mind and she's not there. Uh, and think and then Colonel Triple C says. How do you know? And he goes, I can see it into her mind. And then he goes, he starts hitting her and says, she's a masochist, I can see it in her mind. Okay, cool. Um, and <laughs> yeah, then he says, she is there. I can see it in the mind. Like, he, he, he changes tact three times. In the end, he says, she is there. I'm sure of it. I didn't just beat up this person for no reason. She yeah. definitely is there. And after she's, after she's pulled, after he's pulled her hair a little bit, she passes out and goes, oh, she's gone now. <laughs> you could just be a you could just be a lunatic. You just wanted to pull that woman's hair and knock her about, you madman. Yeah, um, it doesn't like right madman. Yeah, and um, he goes, "Oh yeah, she's uh, he's, he's this is when he says, oh, he's, he's in the mind of this uh, big killer." He gets a description of the of this prisoner. So he said, "Oh, is there a big man with uh, with with grey hair?" Patrick Stewart says, "Yeah, we got one of those. I'll take you to see him," and and they agree <laughs> and they agree that Patrick Stewart can come with him. Mm. Off to the side, we see the professor back at the base has his sword delivered, and then a creepy, smiley-looking guard brings it to him and is immediately sus. He's like, "Hey," <laughs> um, and, and then we 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 don't see that for a bit. But then this is when we go into the the cell of the. Uh, of the murderer. Go on, Luke, don't, don't tell us about the, the, the master plan. What do you mean? So, oh, okay, yeah, so, well, they, I, they, they've gone on about a drug for a while. They've got, like, an injection thing that they're, what is it? It's like, uh, it's like morphine, morphine and, like, sodium pentacles. It's like a truth serum, so I guess it's like a like a tranquilizer, effectively. Just basically, big old needle of fuck you up juice. Yeah, and the, the twist is that they weren't really going for this person. The, the twist is that Patrick Stewart was the lady vampire this whole yeah. time, and it the sneaker the behind him. I don't think even Patrick Stewart knew that he had a lady vampire inside his mind, right? No, I think she I was hiding so. there. I don't know. He seemed really surprised. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Stewart from now on mainly screams. <laughs> Shouts. <laughs> or he talks in the space vampire's voice, and yeah. he like looks quite lovingly at. Um, Captain Carlson or Colonel Colonel Carlson or I think they're both colonels, Colonel, they? Colonel yeah. Carlson or Colonel Colin. So <laughs> you, you've got CTC and then the triple C. Double C or triple C. Okay. Yeah, double C or triple C. And you can tell that because one of them far better at resisting vampires. That extra C is the thing that does it. Yeah. That extra C stands for cool. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. So they get they get uh, Patrick Stewart on the table, 
they hold him down and they start uh, injecting him with like just tons of this stuff. They're like, yeah. get us at least. And he goes, how powerful is that it's one? Ridiculous. And he goes, like, that lasts a couple two of hours. Get us free. <laughs> and the guy literally goes, should I really? And then the Home Secretary is just with them for reasons. His name is Percy... Wait. Percy Hesseltine. So Percy Hesseltine's like, I'll take responsibility. You do it. And he yeah. get and, and the guy just knocks back at the door. He says, Here you go, here's all the syringes of, of medicine. And like and then, a silver platter. Yeah, and they just mm, jab him with some over. more. And then he's like, Oh, you tell me, you bitch. You tell me about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. How often uh, so this guy, Captain Carlson, he said something over and over again. What is it? I can't remember. Don't let me go. Let me go, yeah. He says that at least 40 times, like over and over and over again. <laughs> let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go. Let me go. Let me go. But he says it like he, he rides like a roller coaster. He goes up, let me go, let me go. And he goes down. Let me and go. he just keeps going up and down. <laughs> and then Patrick Stewart gets up and goes, no, 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 no. Oh, mama, mama, mama. <laughs> wow. um, but sometimes Patrick Stewart talks, as you say, like in the voice of the lady vampire, like when he goes to give him another needle of of the juice he goes oh that won't be necessary but then it is necessary because he immediately jabs him with it i think she's trying to escape or something or like patrick's doing okay so the rotoscope in lightning starts to happen again so then colin jabs him with two needles and both sides of the neck frankenstein style oh yeah <laughs> to that like was, keep him yeah that was ridiculous that that is like someone there was go that's too much come on he's already <laughs> had enough no one who dies no one really bleeds yeah. out on a helicopter you jabbed him with so many holes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> that's oh, what okay. happens, right? So after 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 Double C has shouted, let me go loads of times and not really established what the plan is or how to stop him. Um, he does the Highlander stuff, kills Percy Hesseltine, just smashes him into a wall. Um, everyone's flying around. The orderly that brings them the syringes opens the door and immediately wishes he hasn't. He's like, um, and that's right. That's when the triple C bangs him in the neck with all those drugs. And they go, right, we'll take him back to London in the helicopter. Oh, and the dead, and the dead um, home secretary as well. Yeah. And off they go. So this is where I think things start to go a bit crazy. Pear-shaped. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Is this where they, this is where they... Yeah, they, so I also forgot to mention after they first capture Patrick Stewart and drug him, then they uh, put him wearing a lovely suit with his bald head in a wheelchair. Accidental <laughs> Professor X. Yeah. As, as I, the, did, I, did, I did think that, yeah. yeah. Accidental but, Professor X. And they, is this where they realise that it's a, it's a trick? They've kind of been double-crossed and then like oh maybe she if she could change oh, okay, bodies yeah. this whole time so um that she was just trying to get them out of london i think because she is still there and she can yeah. still create more problems um and then you get a call from the professor who's got like a dead male vampire said oh yeah the, the two male vampires um they can't do the same thing as her but they can change their appearance so basically they copied those guards when that yeah. grenading happened but I've killed one of them now. And they go, oh, how did you kill him? And he literally just looks across and goes, I stabbed him with this big old sword. Um, and it has to be a special, has to be an iron sword. Is that even a sword? That thing? It's like a giant, it's like a toothpick for an ogre or something. It's <laughs> a, a strange old, looking sword. A big old raw iron spank. 
That's what it always yeah. does. <laughs> Press my foot yeah. on a spine. It's what I always think of his spine. <laughs> <laughs> he pierced yeah. his. He pierced not his heart with a spike, no. um, but the energy just, center just below. How did he know? Like this was just all insane. Like it happened off screen. He overpowered a space vampire, stabbed him in his one weak spot that somehow he knew about. And yeah, he, he knew all these things though because obviously he's a he is a professor of. All of these weird, all of, of, of thanatology um, and knowing how to kill anything to make it easier to study death is what you need to know. Mm. Um, and this is where he points out that all vampires are space vampires. He goes, oh yeah. Um, yeah, the legend of vampires we probably have here is probably from space vampires. I think uh, C- Carlson then says, yeah, yeah, that's right. Like he knows for a fact or something he's seen inside her mind. Yeah, yeah, but it's definitely true. It's definitely true. He's, oh yeah, he, he does. He does like the the Force Awakens hand solo. He goes, "It's true." All of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, that, then they're heading back to London, but they realise there's a trap. But then, Luke, the image from your background comes into play. Patrick Stewart and the Home Secretary, who was never possessed. All the blood comes out. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's so just... this one, they turn into like Captain Scarlet Thunderbird models. <laughs> they turn to Thunderbird models and then they make a, <laughs> make a, make a blood face. It's, I'll, be, I'll be honest, it's, it's, it's quite a, a gruesome visual. Like the blood's like pouring out of their eyeballs and, and their mouths, even though they're obviously not real people at that point. It still kind of gets to you. Uh, and then it does, it makes like a blood sculpture of the lady. Uh, I can't remember what she says. She says, some uh, some she's a you know yapping on and then she kind of melts just, into a puddle she just like goes, <laughs> gives them the fingers and then disappears because i've escaped suckers and i think this is when london is like on fire at this point for some reason i don't know why london's yeah, on fire actually there's like a thing saying that's like there's big there's big riots um the the city's been under control martial law for three hours but it's not solved any problems the, the helicopter goes oh i thought you might want to hear this from the bbc um yeah and then it's it shows that that's happening and this is where carlson has a little flashback as well and we get the true story of what happened in space he killed everyone because he put his hands through the crystal coffin and then had sex with her yeah and they shared energy and then he killed everyone right did he, yeah. or did he let them? Did, so oh, he let he let her have them, or something? Did, yeah, did he let them die, or is, or does that mean that he is slurping people dry as well when he was in space? Who knows? He's, it's not I made. Mean, ex- yeah, it's who not, knows? It's not made expressly clear, but it was yeah. his fault, and it was him that smashed the. Um, it was him that smashed the the computer with the toilet brush. Yeah. Yeah. Because he couldn't, he couldn't let her get back to Earth. That was it. He had a lovely time letting her eat everyone up, but then he realised when he saw Earth out the window, he was like, "Yeah, I do miss probably Earth. Should, probably, probably shouldn't. <laughs> I love Earth almost as much as I love uh, this vampire lady. Maybe even slightly more. I mean, I wouldn't he expect you to understand that. I wouldn't. Mrs. Starbucks. He's it. got a Cine World card that he's paying for every month. He needs to get back. Yeah, he's got things on. Um, got so, things on, yeah. So then he did do the burning up, but it was his fault that um, all that stuff happened. But Triple C, 
he's nothing if not a practical man. He knows there's no time to talk about that now. The most important thing is to get back and, and sort it all out. And London is effectively central London. It's like 10 to 2 at a nightclub in there. People are just snogging people all over the place. There's no, there's no selection going on anymore. People are just going hog wild. You're getting what you can. There is one of the zombies dressed as a nun that's going about snogging people. It's bloody Valak um, <laughs> yeah. um, is about. And there's just a, a mess of grey husky men snogging people, slurping out their energy, and there's rotoscoped electricity everywhere. It's like, yeah. like a Highlander convention down there. <laughs> Fire. Everything's on fire. Um, they yeah. go to land the helicopter. I think I think they land the helicopter. I don't know if it's just yet, but like some zombies grab onto the. Um... Oh, that's as they're that's as they're escaping in the minute. So okay. they they land on the on this base to go and see the prime minister who wants to know what it is. And as soon as you see the prime, uh, minister, the prime minister, you're like, he's like a okay, secret vampire. Yeah, you're fucked, aren't you, prime minister? Because he's all sweaty and like dabbing his mouth. Yeah. And he goes, oh, Miss, uh, Miss Havisham, will you just uh, chat to us in, in here? But just to say, I'll be right with you in a second, gents. Uh, triple yeah. C, double C, I'll be... But, <laughs> triple but, C, double C. I'll be with you Such in... Such a but, weird duo, but, but these guys. Know, yeah. C club. Um, big Take C's. Mr Havisham behind this like little screen and you just see some electric bolts and triple C and double C look at each other and go, do you think he's... Oh, I... Uh... <laughs> oh, I... Yeah, these energy vampires very hard to be stealthy if there's literally an electrical and light show the second you get anyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they quietly. just <laughs> and they just leg it out of there. Um, and there's already other people that are looking sick in there as well. So basically, London has fallen, but with you know less less Jerry Butler to to deal less, with it. Much 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 less Jerry Butler. Yeah. Um, but don't worry, you don't need him because you've got the triple C to deal with that and his mate double C. Uh, so the PM is absolutely, absolutely fucked. They run to the the guys get on the helicopter, and that's the bit that you're talking about where the two guys get up there and they largely just casually kick them off. Well, their skin on their hands is loose, so they can't grab on them and they, they, they deglove themselves. Yeah, one, 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 one degloves himself, a young, um. A young Mike Flanagan was probably watching that and go, oh, Dick Levin, write that down when I'm, when, I'm old, yeah. when, I'm bit, when I'm old enough. And the other one, he pops in the face with a flare gun. And they just, yeah. there's like a scene of them just like leaning over the edge of the helicopter, watching it tumble away off camera. Um, and they get to the, they get to the quarantine zone. They're immediately quarantined, but with some stern words, they just let them through. They're like, oh, wasting time. And he goes, oh, okay, good point. Don't want to waste time. Um, and the colonel, the colonel lets them in for them to talk through their plans. And um, we understand here that if they can't contain what they just think of as a disease, um, it's been authorized that there'll be a nuclear strike. But like the end of Return of the Living Dead, they'll just be, like, yeah, that noise. But we don't want <laughs> yeah. it to come to that. That's yeah. that's. That's been authorised, yeah, and um, Double C realises um, that they are stealing... Or they, they phone the professor and he explains that they're stealing souls? Yeah, just 
yeah, it's all a bit. <laughs> Nothing at souls. this point was making sense to me. Yeah, from what I could gather, the blue energy is stealing souls. The spaceship with a fleshy umbrella has turned up, and it's opened the umbrella, and it's gathering up the souls. Yeah, but the the male vampires can transfer the souls to their woman, and only she is the the champion. Mm-hmm. She can she so. so the lady vampire is a Shang Tsung, I guess. She eats souls. Yeah, I think so, pretty much. Seems like it. Yeah. So Shang Tsung. Yeah, so she's a Shang, she's a Shang Tsung. They split up, double C. Um, he gets in a car and you know, he says, Oh, basically, Carson says, Look, she's calling me, she give me a bit of energy and she wants it back. So I gotta go. And he's off. He, he kind of escapes, leaves leaves the triple C behind and dashes off. He's escaped from the from the barricade and he's heading in to where he knows that he'll find her because she's she's calling him. Triple C. This is his best cool dude moment, right? When he goes, right, I've got to go after him. And he goes along and is like, you don't want to go in there, sir. And he's like, too right, I don't. But he goes anyway, because <laughs> he's the the hero that London needs, even though it's not the one he deserve, it deserves. <laughs> I think he goes to find Faldas. Yeah. Faldas or Faldas. I yeah. really like this scene, actually. Um, there's like London's burning in the window behind them as he's looking really sweaty, Faldas, and he's obviously like turned into some sort of creature and his skin starts bubbling and melting and stuff and he sort of decomposes on the floor in front of him. Yeah. And he goes, oh, what happened to you? How come you're alive? And he doesn't explain it, but something's got him. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a quite a nice uh, visual. And, and the mu- he, music's getting quite epic at this point as well. When he gets him, he's like, here I go. And then his yeah, his energy gets slurped away into like this oncoming void. That's like I think he even through. says, I, that I know now there's life after death or something like that. He, oh, he so says maybe- something along those lines. So maybe like he did get got by an energy vampire, but he doesn't have to be a Zambo. It doesn't have to be a, a Zambo because he's a main character, so he gets to keep a bit of agency. Yeah, I don't know about that. But um, he he just gets like the cane just shoots him, right? Uh, I don't think he just shoots him, does he? Maybe he did. Get, I know that the colonel now goes driving. Uh, through the zombie streets and he's like chased all around from zombies, shoots a couple in the head Yeah, oh uh, that's brilliant because he's, he's got the sword of omens that he's pulled out of that vampire that was on that guy's desk Yeah um, And he's just, does he drive anymore? He's done a drive and now he runs basically through London and he does that brilliant bit where, you know, he goes down one alleyway and loads are coming to, he turns the other way and then one almost sneaks up behind him but makes the mistake of like going Rah, before it gets him, he just turns around and like yeah. point blank, yeah. end of the line, shoots him. He gets to um, St Paul's Cathedral, which is where the showdown is happening. Um, and there's like a male energy vampire on the t- at the top of the stairs, like sucking loads of energy in front in front of him into his chest. And he looks down to Triple C and goes, and he even says, "This will be much less terrifying if you just come to me." And he yeah. says it in like a really goofy voice. In a really deep voice. They really do. <laughs> this will be much less terrifying if you just come to me. And then yeah, yeah. the big yes. man. I think see. I will. Like <laughs> yeah. really like suave. Yeah, I, I, I think, think I, I will. I'll do 
Exactly that. <laughs> but what he doesn't what he doesn't tell the vampire, which is what catches him by surprise in his City of London like 80s stockbroker outfit. Wonder where he got his clothes from. He uh, doesn't tell him when he will come to him, he'll come to him with a sword and stab him right in the heart. And he does. Yeah. And he turns into one of the desiccated Batmen and then explodes. And then he just disappears. Yeah. Um, no one knows. And then he oh. runs. <laughs> yeah. He runs. So, in, go on, sorry. He runs into the thing, and then we see this big, this big vortex. Um, Carlson's already arrived and basically started snogging the, the vampire lady. Yeah, and this is a big showdown. What were you going to say? Lee? Well, so Carlson and uh, is the American guy's Carlson, right? Carlson. So yeah. he's basically just having sex with uh, what's the name in like his little pocket dimension. Yeah. Um, and then it's like his own energy sort of floating around there in the heat of the moment and then you just see uh, the other triple C shouting through like a hole in the void Carlson <laughs> as he's trying to as this guy's trying to get it on and just the guy poking his head through the hole in, in the wall just shouting yeah. his name Dan Dan <laughs> but like the, uh, Carlson didn't seem to mind like he's he's thoroughly enjoying himself even with his mate shouting his name through a hole in, in another dimension yeah. and then he does and then he is this the is this the origin and i don't say this seriously of course but is this the origin of bros before hoes because literally he's there snogging this vampire that he loves you wouldn't understand luke how much he loves her um but then he sees his mate who's been through a lot together shouting him and he goes puts his hand up puts his hand up to his to his friend with the sword and it's got his voice does have an echoey He-Man quality to it. Yeah. It's like Tom, Tom, and then he he throw he take he throws the sword to him, and he would you be able to what an angle he kind of stabs the vampire through the back, but so much so that it goes through him as well. He just I think he I think he designed to kill himself as as well because he's got some of her in he's him. got a little bit of her uh, inside. yeah, yeah that's that was true wasn't just wasn't just clumsiness no um, <laughs> whoops whoopsie yeah. i'm dead too. and then what did you make of the end what happens in the end again so, so um they they, they like they ascend the them. column of the column of light don't they they go yeah, up they, into they, the spaceship they like, gr- like at the end of greece when they float up in the float up in the car it was like that but were they vampires as well all right, um, so. <laughs> yeah, so they, they go up in a column, but it's a bit red. And at first I thought, oh, okay, they've stabbed them and then it's going to explode, but it doesn't. It just, all the energy goes up. They're the last two. And then it just flies off back towards it, the comet. Yeah, it just goes towards the green sky stuff. Yeah. Um, maybe Carson is still out there having sex. <laughs> with, the, with the vampire lady. And she's just, it's just taken the edge off a bit now that he's, yeah. uh, now that he's been stabbed. Maybe that's it. He was worried that obviously he's got to keep things sweet with this, with his uh, new vampire love. It's like, mm. oh, things are getting a little bit too close. I don't want to uh, disappoint in this first time we've actually got to be oh, together. Yeah. Maybe it's supposed to be a sequel. So maybe, I know what yeah. to keep the wolf from the door. Stab myself with this sword. Um, but yeah. Say. Yeah, they're off. I, I think it was, were you saying, Luke, it was meant to kick off a franchise? Uh, I don't know about that, but um, it does seem like this ending kind of leaves it a little bit open to to a franchise that never happened. That would do you never want, happen. Do you want a spoiler for the book? I did read the plot. I might read it. It's not very long. 
You read the entire book? No, it's a 120 page, but I read the plot real quick. Apparently in the, in the, like, I only got the very brief synopsis of it, but like in the book version, um, the extra dimensional beings that the squids slash bat people evolved from say basically, oh, do you want to come back and be like us now? You know, our, like our, our special mode. And they go, oh, yes, please. But then when they realise what they've become, horrid vampires, they just kill themselves anyway. Um, oh. And But then Carlson, who's like the main character of the book as well, he is understood about this benevolent energy exchange that you can do. He's learned it from the vampires. And then the book flashes forward to like decades in the future when he's lived a really long life through having a little bit of energy from people. So like it is meant to, so maybe it could be in the film handled it slightly differently, but maybe it implied he might come back as a something else in the future. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Okay, well, I've got yeah. some name game for you if you're interested. Aye, aye. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So this first one is uh, about a load of negative thoughts arrive in London and infect a populace beginning an apocalyptic descent into chaos. So like a load of bad vibes <laughs> arrive from space. Um, strife force. Nope. Close. Rife force. Just like uh, negative um, things going on in someone's mind. Negative I mean, organs. I mean, they don't even have to be negative. It's just things that happen in the mind. When you think, when you think life of something, faults. life faults. Life faults. Well <laughs> wow. Uh, next one is about a race of space brides who arrive in London and infect the populace. Any idea space what? Space brides. Space brides. Wife force. Wife force. Wife force. Nice. A race of dagger wielding small cave dwelling people <laughs> arrive in London. Dagger wielding small cave dwelling people. Arrive in London. I'd say again, dagger wielding <laughs> small cave dwelling people. Dagger wielding small cave dwelling people. Yeah. Life dwarfs. Life dwarfs. <laughs> dagger wielding. Oh, knife dwarfs. Knife dwarfs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why does he keep saying dagger wielding over and over again? Yeah, especially. I associate ghouls more with axes and myself. Knife dwarfs. Good point. Okay. Uh, the last one a race of air dried half trousers arrive in London and infect the populace. Air Life shorts. Life jorts. <laughs> um, well, close. Half trousers and they're not wet. They're not wet. Dry, dry shorts. Dried shorts. Dried shorts. <laughs> Jesus. Um, that's that's all of them. I got well, I got one for you if you would like one, Luke. Because I know you don't get to play normally. So, um, a vampiric energy plague comes, um, but actually, it turns out that uh, the the sexy vampire lady you see a true form, actually, they're an equine creature. Horse. Life, horse. Life horse. Life horse, correct. <laughs> yes. 
cool. lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. So, oh, we need to rate the film. I okay. So I can't remember what I put down for you guys. I think I thought Ben would have gone with a D minus, Andy with a B plus. <laughs> That's what I went for. Interesting. What about you, Luke? What was your What was your score? Oh, okay. So I. Uh, I, put down here? I reckon okay. you're going to go for a C minus. <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. Uh, well, Andy, what did you think I was going to put? I thought, because we, we spoke about this before we started, right, just for people listening, this was a polarising and weird film, and we're sure that none of us are going to go with recent score for quite a few films, a B-, minus. and I think we go either way. I think that you were going to go lower, Luke. I thought you might go with a C, and I think Ben might go slightly up. No, I think Ben might be slightly lower. Maybe Ben <laughs> will go a C-. minus. I, uh, I think Ben's going D minus. <laughs> Harsh. Oh, well, uh, I, I, my actual score, it was close. It was between a D plus and a C minus. I'll go with a C minus just because I do like the last 20 minutes quite a bit. But the rest of the movie is very slow going. See, I feel like I don't like the last 20 minutes. I feel like the last 20 minutes, I'm, I'm, I've checked out a long time. Well, here's ago. a weird thing. I fell asleep around about when everything started kicking off and I put the rest on today. So I was like uh, freshened up for it and I was like, this is quite yeah. exciting. It did, As a film, it made me very tired twice. Now, maybe that's me, you know, just putting it on quite late. I don't know. But so it made me tired once. I fell asleep. Then the next day I put it on again and got very tired How long tired is again. this film? It feels really long, doesn't it? So it's, it's like two hours I think, long. So I think there's not... a director's cut as well, but I think two hours yeah. is the standard. It just feels like to me there's a lot going on. It never quite gets anywhere with any of the ideas it's presenting um and yeah it just gets very very messy where i'm like what sorry what sorry what <laughs> over and over again um but yeah slow going and i guess like silly but not in a hugely entertaining way yeah. um so yeah i mean i struck i struggled hugely with it and i think that might be present in my review as well i think even towards the halfway point of this review this podcast today even then i feel like i'm checking out in my head because i'm like ah. Oh, I don't even know how much I I enjoy how much you how much you captured from the the whole yeah, experience. Uh, you were chatting about it a lot, and I was a bit like I don't remember this. Um, so oh, maybe yeah. that's my maybe that's my problem. But in terms of the current, in terms of how I took it from watching it this time, I'm probably am going to go for for a D minus, and that's my lowest score for a quite D minus some is, time. Yeah, it's the lowest in a bit, and obviously it made you both very tired. If any professors just want to hypnotise you at that point, they'd have had to have waited. Yeah, at least I'm I'm wide awake, I'm afraid, yeah. There we go. Go Andy, what did you go for? Um, Yeah, I think I probably had the most detail because I watched this this morning and I didn't have any distractions. So I was awake early, so I sat and watched this this morning and took my notes as I went through. I liked it more watching it this time than I did years ago. I looked at my old review on Letterboxd. I'd not written anything, but I gave it like two stars back in the day. Yeah. I liked it more this time because it is undoubtedly completely mad. It is, it's got elements of like a, like you mentioned, you mentioned Prometheus. It has, it has, much like Prometheus and the Alien series, it has shared DNA with that. It also has 
elements that I would expect to see from our old friend Zack Snyder, where there are ideas in this that probably don't belong in this, maybe don't belong anywhere, but still make it in. I kind of like that he just threw this at the wall and there is madness here and the shouting and the the wild things that go on. (laughs) It's not enough to make it a film I'd watch regularly, I don't think. So it's still only a... Like a C plus from me. Like it's, I, I can't watch it that long because like there, there is madness there, but there are bits of this film in isolation that I have to applaud for just the pure insanity of it and just doing whatever you wanted. And like you said as well, Luke, some of the, the creepy stuff with the zombies and everything is, is pretty well done. Like the, just the faces. Yeah. And all the other points go to MVP, the big Excellent. triple, the, the triple C, <laughs> triple C, turtleneck man. Yeah, uh, but it's it's mad. But yeah, C plus. Did I go lower than you'd expect me to? Do you think I was going to crack out a B? Yeah, I had you on a B plus. I had Ben it on was a D minus. What did you go for, Ben? D minus. I always went for D minus. Yeah, I was thinking around about D. You said D minus. I predicted C minus for you, and you went for it. So I thought I returned the favour. What did you have me on, Ben? Did you think I was going to get high as well? I thought you got like some I mad shit. Maybe like I was thinking maybe a C plus, but it's hard to feel too positive about it because I just didn't didn't have a great time with this. And you know, most of the time I try and be as positive as possible, but I was a bit. I bored, think I think this is one of the, I think this is one of these things. Like if we, um, I feel like if this was one that we'd all sat and watched together, and we'd been joking about it as we'd gone through. Yeah, yeah. I then I reckon so. we probably would have. I reckon you could have stuck an extra letter on all of us. I reckon you'd have had a like a medium time, Ben. I would have probably been cracking out that B plus by then, like because it's it's mad. I would recommend this to someone who was having like, if you're having some friends round and you're gonna have just a mad old time and you want to show them some bizarre eighties horror. Look no further. There we go. Cool. Uh, so that is a film. Um, that is a film. It <laughs> next, was a film. Next week, we are doing another film. What film are we doing next week? So just you're on holiday next week, right, Ben? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm away next week, so I'll be missing another episode. Uh, don't want to make it a regular thing, but you know. He hasn't got COVID this, this, this time, folks. He's actually having a lovely time off, not so I will actually have a, a week off, yeah. So, uh, Creep show is next Creep week. Creep show for me and Luke next week. Yeah. 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 I will um, still I'll still participate and watch so I can listen to your reviews. Cool. Looking forward to it. I haven't seen Creep Show in a little while. Uh a few years anyway. Um so yeah, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver. Thanks to Kovacs Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. Please rate and review um, in iTunes or whatever podcast app you're listening. And join the Facebook group, Horror Hangout Board of Advisors. Um, thanks to my co-hosts, Ben and Andy, being right horror dudes. You can follow Andy much, guys. At, uh, at Andy the Writer on uh, Twitter. Andy CT Writes. Andy CT Writes. Okay, we'll lock that in. And Ben 
underscore Errington 03. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Just without the 03, Ben underscore Errington on all platforms. Locking him in. Next time. <laughs> right. You've got to get yours right now. Come on, Luke. This is the one. Luke of Condor with a K. I forgot that bit. Lovely. Classic. Right. Okay, um, nice see one. you next time. Well, I won't see you next time. <laughs> I'll see you uh, first thing in September for Candyman. Candyman. Ooh. Don't say his name three more times. Excited about that. No, I won't. It's bedtime now. So <laughs> don't want nightmares. Do sleep well. Right. Goodbye, everybody. See you later. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 